0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Meister Movie Podcast, episode 5. Um, So we're starting off on a bit of a weird note. So what happened was, we were recording our uh, Justice League review and Rogue One breakdown, and I lost an hour and a half of the audio. You know, that happened. Just, for some reason, it wasn't recording us <clears throat> for the first hour and a half of the podcast. It was three and a half hours long, I guess. I guess this is like a... Blessing in disguise, or something like that. Or so, it's something, whatever. But, so yeah, we lost our Justice League review. So I'm just going to give my. So I'm just going to start out, give my quick thoughts, catch you guys up on where. I'm going to. Blah. <laughs> God. This is so upsetting. I'm going to give you my thoughts on Justice League and then catch you up to where we are in the Rogue One review, then continue the. Shut up, phone. Continue the review from there. Okay, so Justice League. It was... alright. Like, it wasn't like Batman v Superman bad. But, it wasn't that good either. It was very much akin to... Um... Was very much akin to uh, the the Avengers movies, both of the, both of them, up until this point. Um, you could obviously tell that there were reshoots, as they they obviously filmed in front of a backdrop in a scene. I'm not gonna say in this section, but uh, I'm just gonna give a non spoiler right now, non spoiler recap right now. So so I'm not gonna spoil that. Uh, but it's very obvious there were reshoots. At some points, uh, Henry Cavill's mustache was not that noticeable. Um, they did a really good job of editing that out and making it seem flawless. But apparently, some people think they can see it and they think it's really bad. I did not think it was bad. Such people are crazy and they are blind. Um, so I think it, we could. I think we came to the consensus, consensus that we could obviously tell Zack Snyder's version and Joss Whedon's version. Like in like their styles we, we could tell the contrast a little bit <clears throat> um this was much this is much better written than Batman v Superman much better dialogue was much better um uh, yeah, so best superman of all time, not all time of our of our era, best superman of our era, um. Steppenwolf was bad. A very bad villain. Uh, Shame on them. Um, So, yeah. It was just a bunch of... It was just another one of those... This was like a stereotypical comic book movie in the 21st century. It was very, like... Well of course the they they team up. There's this big thing that's gonna destroy our world, this is big bad who just wants to do it because then we gotta have the um and have all these guys team up and freaking take this thing on. I will say that Batman wasn't as spectacular as he was in B V S because there's no warehouse scene to show that in Justice League, but Wonder Woman, Flash, and Aquaman did all stand out, um, they all did their part very well, brought the, there were some, there, it was, it was much more lighthearted, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not as good as Wonder Woman, let me just get that out of the way, it's not as good as Wonder Woman. But it is a step in the right direction for the universe overall. Even though it's probably going to get killed anyway because of the poor uh, box office numbers. Um, so yeah, just as soon as they were getting in the right direction, bang. Old Yeller style. So now for the spoiler part. Um, if you do not want to be spoiled, skip ahead to the point where the spoiler word is not on your screen right now. So, uh... Spoilers! Um... So, yeah. So, uh... Steppenwolf is the uncle of, uh... So, yeah. There were references to, um... There were references to, uh... To, um... Shazam and... Green Lantern. Because, um... In the... Because, uh... As Wonder Woman was explaining to Bruce Steppenwolf's backstory... Which is not at all interesting. Um... There were... There were... Because the Green Lanterns... Because apparently the Green Lanterns... Um... Lightning people... People from the sea, the Amazons, and then... Man... All teamed up on Themyscira to fight Steppenwolf. Um... Yeah. So, yeah. So, the Green Lanterns. They are in this universe. They were... Um... Yeah, they were not in the movie all that much. So yeah, no Green Lantern. No official Green Lantern. They had to put in Cyborg over Green Lantern. Like no offense to Cyborg or any of his fans, but he's no Green Lantern. They could have they they should have had Green Lantern. Like yeah, they should have had Green Lantern. Um, so the post-credit scenes. Well, I guess okay here. So Batman says that we need to, or in the middle of the movie he says, "Okay, we need to resurrect Superman." Wonder Woman's like, "No, it's a terrible idea." The bank. So the Justice League, unofficially, the Justice League, resurrect Superman. He. The same way that they made Doomsday. Um, so they resurrected him. They he beats them for a while because he doesn't know who he is. So then Lois Lane stops him, takes him back to the Kent farm. That was sold apparently by uh by Martha Kent.
1: Save Martha!
0: God, I can't get that out of my head. That is one of the worst things to have ever happened in the last five years. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the post-credit scenes. Also, they they killed they they effectively killed Steppenwolf because the Parademons did that for him. There was, I actually don't remember a tease to uh. Dark side. Now I understand. It's or actually I don't understand why Steppenwolf. Why Steppenwolf? I don't get it. They knew they needed to hit this one out of the park. Like they had, they must have had a clue how bad this movie was going to be. They must have had a clue. So they had to come out big to restore faith to the fans. Instead, they go with with Darkseid's Uncle Steppenwolf. <sighs> Unbelievable. They went with his uncle, not Darkseid himself. Even though he is the villain in the DC Universe. Wow. Yeah. So, post-credit scenes had Superman and Flash, have a race, Um, and then the other post-credit scene was Lex Luthor escaping jail and Deathstroke um, coming to visit him on his yacht, and apparently they are hinting to the formation of the Legion of Doom. Oh, boy. And <laughs> stuff that's probably never gonna happen. That is really sad. huh so yeah, that was Justice League. Um, also the scene that I was talking about was between, but there was obviously the reshoots. Ben Affleck and Jason Momoa are talking. This is the introduction to Aquaman, and Batman goes after. Aquaman to recruit him into the whatever team they were putting together. So they're talking, they're outside Aqu- Aquaman's going into the water, going back to whatever he's whatever he's doing <clears throat> And what happens is Aquaman's walking into this lake and then it cuts back and forth between shots where it's patently obvious that they are filmed in in a studio instead of outside in the freezing cold. They're filmed in a studio right in front of a backdrop. Like, the lighting's wrong, the backdrop's backdrop's artificial, both of them! It was awful. It was so awful. (sighs) So, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Uh, this was the best Superman, as I said, in a long time, because he's actually smiling. He's having a laugh, a serious laugh, a legit laugh. Um, can't really think of anything else. I don't really care. We've already. We've, I really don't care. This was. We said. We basically said all this in an hour, um, and it's been eleven minutes so far. So yeah, that was. So yeah, that's Justice League. Um, It was alright. A step in the right direction. Not as good as Wonder Woman, not as bad as BVS, but it's a step in the right direction. Alright, so let me catch you up on Rogue One, where we are. So I'm just going to give the intro and then read the notes, give my thoughts, and then I'll dump you off where we left off. Alright. Alright. Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, released December 16th, 2016, directed by Gareth Edwards, quote-unquote. Stars Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Donnie Yen, Riz Ahmed, Ben Mendelsohn, Mads Mikkelsen, and Forrest Whitaker. So, we get a shot of a... We get a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, then it pans down to a planet. Orson Krennic's shuttle is landing on whatever the heck uh, planet it's called. Um... So they're landing right in front of the Urso family farm. Uh run- Jin runs into the house, says, Oh crap, they're here. We then got a shot of blue milk in front of Lyra as they're all gathering their things. Lyra, Urso, Jin's mom calls Saw, says, Oh crap says, crap, they're here. Um So Galen and uh Jin have a little talk. They hug for the last time. Um and then Lyra takes Jen away while Galen talks to Krennic and his Death Troopers, who do not know a lick of English, even though in Rebels they speak perfect English. Listen, I know. Shut up, phone. I know that. Um. I know that you're. You're know, just okay. This is their mindset with canon. Apparently like people are like apparently their their way with canon is pick whatever interpretation you want. Whatever you're going to stick with. Whatever's your whatever whatever version of that you think is right, there that's that's yours. That being said, there are legit inconsistencies where death troopers can speak where some death troopers can speak perfect English while they're in armor and some that cannot. That is a problem. What are they saying? Are they meant to speak English? Or are they not meant to speak English? Pick one. Don't give us this rigmarole of like, well, it's up to you. Come on. Sometimes you just gotta have a hard answer and that may and then you make that law. I don't know why that pissed me off for some reason. So Krennic and Galen are talking to each other. He's lying through his teeth. Krennic obviously knows. Cut back to Jin and Lyra. Um they stop. They stop running. Um Lyra go Lyra gives uh Jin a kyber crystal necklace and says tells her to trust the Force. They go back. And legit, um bleh. Lyra goes back, runs back to Galen and Krennic as they're talking. She pulls a blaster on Krennic. Um Lyra says, You're not taking him, you're not taking us. Krennic's like, of course I'm not I'm not I'm not you're not hostages, you're heroes of the Empire, for goodness sake. So Lyra says you'll never win. Krennic orders the Death Troopers to shoot. They fire, hit her, and then as she's going to the ground, she manages to hit Krennic in the um, in the shoulder. I don't know why that didn't make that, that didn't make sense to me. Um, so that was a lucky shot. So Lyra dies by gunshot. One of only, actually she was the only person who's like one of. The Never mind. Um, I just want to get through this. Uh, so, so actually Jen came back and watched all that happens, so and now she's running back. And the Death Troopers are now searching for him, so she hi- hides in this cave. And uh, Death Troopers search the cave. They find nothing. And then they walk away. So now she's in this cave for like an undisclosed amount of time. Um. Then all of a sudden, um, Saw Guerrera, uh, comes up from comes up and says, "Hey, come with me. Come with me. Um, I, we have a long journey ahead of us." Then we got the worst title I have ever seen in a Star Wars movie. Now, it looked like it was made in Microsoft Paint, and the theme, I'm, it's not sitting well with me anymore. I feel like it should have just been like a dark, this was not, I was hoping this movie would be darker, and that theme was just like, oh, I guess it isn't that dark anymore, because of course, it's Star Wars, and it's under Disney, so what can you do, I was hoping this movie would be darker, but in tone, and whatnot, so yeah, so after that title, we get a shot of Jan in jail, why she's in jail, we don't know, that would have been nice to see, um, go to the ring caffeine. Looks like Blade Runners LA. Um, Cassian's talking to an informant, tells him about a planet killer. Um, on a I think they said out it was outside of Jeddah, but so mentions Jeddah, mentions Galen or so that seems to set off Cassian. Stormtroopers come by, he shoots him down, then he gets into a whole mess with the informant who has a bad shoulder, then he just shoots the shoots the informant because there's no way of him getting out of there and because he's he just seems like he'd talk too much. He'd say too much. Um. Then we go to Jeddah on the surface of Jeddah. Um, Bodhi Rook is going through a Rebel TSA, Re- like Rebellion Partisan TLC uh, TCA, TSA I just want to get through this. Um. So he's eventually accepted accepted as a prisoner of the Saw Gerrera's rebels. Cut to Wobani, W-O-B-N-A, W-O-B-A-N-I, get the pun there, um, they're in the, uh, they're in this transport carrier, Jen, and, uh, some stormtroopers, Then the transport stops, rebels break in, free her, and then she beats them all up with a shovel, and then jumps out the back of the transport, and, uh, gets slammed by, uh, K2 says you're being rescued, deal with it. Go back to Yavin 4, and let me go to Yavin 4 with um, Mom Mothma, General Draven, and uh, Cassian and Jin. She's being interrogated. And that's where we leave off. Um, So, quick note: that's where we leave off. She's being interrogated by the rebels as to the location of Saw and um, Galen. That's where we're by the rebels. So that's where we leave off. Listen, uh, next next episode, um, actually next week's uh, content is gonna be a little wacky. So at the end of this episode, we decided, okay, how about this? We're gonna talk about. So yeah, I'm gonna talk. I'm there's a video that's gonna come out. I'm gonna talk about Coco. Coco was amazing, by the way, but I'll get more in depth on that, on another video. Um. So then, so next time we're gonna talk about uh. I don't know if we're, this is going to be two separate videos or not, but we're going to talk about. Uh, it's probably going to be two separate episodes. I don't want to make another three and a half hour video uh, or podcast. Um, so probably two two videos. We're going to talk about um, episodes. Start. We're going to talk about a uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Um, I believe it's going to be me and Alex at least. I'm trying to get Travis in. We'll see what happens. Um. So, yeah. So that's where we leave off. Jin is being interrogated by the Rebels. And, uh, oh yeah, I was joined by Alex and uh, Travis. Uh, thank you both for uh, joining me on this episode. Okay, bye. Go to past me now. And all that. And so... Hold on. What am... I should close my notes. Hold on. Sorry about that. <laughs>
2: Technical difficulty. <laughs> we got technical difficulty. Okay. Time to kill. Yeah, we're technical good. We're good.
0: We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good.
2: Difficulty.
0: <laughs> all right. So, the uh, so yeah, they're they're interrogating her. Then um, she's a, then she's a, her her betrayal here is really weird. They mentioned how they could just throw her back, and then she's all and then like she's really kind of like resisting at first. Where she's just like, I'm glad my father's dead and whatnot. And they're just trying to get information out of her. And then Draven's just like, okay, we can, we can just throw you back in there, you know? And then she's just like, oh, crap, I better tell
2: him everything now. I was like, what are you doing with her? That's my point. Like, her, She says it later that the Rebellion has done nothing but harm her and hurt her and take away things from her. Like She says mm-hmm. that later, and that's how she feels in that moment. And, of course, in a moment of survival, that's all she has left. Like she doesn't like the rebellion, re- despite the fact that she doesn't like the Empire more. And then they're like, how you feel about the flag? And she goes, I don't want to. Uh, it doesn't matter if you don't look up. The point is she just doesn't want to do what has to be done to be a hero in this world of heroes and villains. She doesn't yeah. want to join the rebellion because she's seen what it's done. And now they're forcing her hand. And, again, she's like, well, that's the, that's the rebellion. What are you going to do?
0: So eventually they reach a decision. Baylor just pops in out of nowhere because why not? Have Bailor everyone! So she agrees to send that, him but... to. So she agrees to send them to lead him to Jeddah, get him in the door. Um...
1: Which argumentatively doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, I guess because he left her as we find out later that that, make, that that that'd be fine yeah maybe maybe <clears throat> she can get us in the front door or you could have just extend a peace treaty from on and said look even though we disagree with you maybe we
2: can work with you so yeah there are in... go ahead no I was going to say saw you mean yes yeah, so who do I yeah yeah
1: yeah I'm okay <laughs> no, so just...
0: the rebels are um, actually no, uh, so Jen and, uh, they're walking out to the, to the U-Wing, and, uh, Draven pulls Cassian aside, um, uh, Draven tells, uh, Cassian that, uh, you should kill Galen, or- okay, so the Rebels' objective is that they wanna, they wanna, get the information on this planet killer that's out, that's supposedly out there, and that was, so we can, and we also wanna find your father. So... So then Draven pulls Cassian aside and says, listen, we want Galen or so dead. We don't know what else he's gonna we don't know what else he's gonna build for the for the Empire. The Rebels are being led by people like this guy. This is my problem. I'm going on a rant right now, so you do not cut me off. <laughs> what in the world were what? they... Okay, I don't what? like this. What? I don't like this whole... Okay, I get it. Shades of Grey. I get it. Totally get it. It's a bad movie about um dominated sex and whatnot but shades of gray right so you got so you got to get the rebel shades of gray right too much in this movie they were painted too much like cowards and dirtbags and douchebags whatever they were too big they were okay they were too big of jerks and too big of cowards in this movie i don't like that i don't like that you almost ruined the rebellion
2: you have to you have to remember, Chris, that not but, what was it, 30, 40 years ago, the only people that protected him during situations like this are now gone. They're gone. No one's protecting him anymore the way that they used to. So they why are they fighting? Themselves. I'm sorry? Why are they in the war, then? If they're scared, that they're not going to win. They're, not, they're, they're getting ready but for that's war what though. They anymore. have you resist. to get started. First it. of all, like, they're not... They're like they're the rebellion. They are the people who are at war, but they are the only people at war. When you're the only person in charge in a stressful situation, you don't make the best decisions. You get scared. You are under the the control of millions, planets worth of people are under the whim of your decisions. Yes, they're gonna be scared and they're gonna be weird. Now do I agree that a lot of them are being jerks and douchebags about it? Yes, but it logically makes sense that the rebellion has some leaders and people who don't know what they're doing when they lose hope the other
1: thing is mon mothma tries to be peaceful at all times she's too much of a senator to be in control of an army quite frankly i think even though i like her as a character she's the worst part about star wars at this time in its history
0: so (laughs) i'm just gonna move on so (laughs) so um K2 is, like, being K2. Um, he's being... Okay, we finally got k 2 SO. Finally got to properly introduce ourselves to this droid. And so what he... And so he is portrayed first. First, he's portrayed as this... Like, this guy who has no filter. He just says whatever <laughs> on, whatever's on his mind like you like he calls it like he sees it or whatever and he just he has no filter and we are shown that now then Cassian goes back from talking to Draven and then Cassian says that he has no filter and i wrote down in my notes in all caps we just found that out Cassian <laughs> in case you forgot in case you forgot
2: yeah yeah it's it's pretty redundant it's stuff like that that bothers me but i mean sometimes that's how filmmakers and studios feel like that's what audio studio like audience uh showing pre-screenings are for like they they show that to people and then people write in the card why is the robot so weird well it's because he doesn't have a filter well you should say that
1: now also those i hate those people for idiots they pick the dumbest people in the mall and say, "Hey, would you like to watch a free movie?"
2: Oh, well, I agree. But that's what that's for. That's what that's for, and that's who that's for, and that's what that's from.
0: So Jin steals a weapon. Cassian lets her keep it because she uses common sense. Um, K two is funny because because he's like, "You're letting you're letting her keep it. And you know she's gonna kill you, right?" Uh, so they take off from Yavin Four. Hope is a good track. <laughs>
1: Hope we... is one of my favorite songs in the entire album. So? and I buy soundtracks because I like to listen to the music after the movie's out. But that's the one I keep replaying. That and I Trust couldn't... goes both ways.
2: So? I couldn't probably pull it out. I don't think I listened to the. I wouldn't say the score wasn't uh, uh, bad or that it wasn't memorable or anything, but even as I've watched it now. Uh, it just really highlights how good the Star Wars themes are. They just yeah. they shine so bright when I watch a Star Wars movie.
0: It was written in four weeks. It's amazing.
1: That's the other thing too that I like to still. give him a little headway for that because if it was written in four weeks, who was the original uh, the original guy who was supposed to do? Oh, it? Uh,
0: it was um, it was somebody.
2: Uh, insane clown posse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mike Shinoda from the raid. Oh my God! Wait, really? Uh, no. Um. So we then go to Jeddah. Wasted him. So yeah, we go to Jeddah. Uh, back to Jeddah with um Bodhi, and he's trying to convince the rebels that he's not a traitor. We then got lies, lies. deceptions. <laughs> um, I can't. I can't do Saw. So Bodhi comes face to face with Saw. He's trying to convince. He's trying to like. Say that I gave them the information. They did not find it. I gave it. I'm a defector. I want no part of the Empire anymore. So saw does not So he then sends him away to a thing.
1: He, I will get to he it. He has... Are we, not, are we not talking about the, the Not yet! yet! Not yet! Not yet. Okay.
0: Um. So we then go to the construction of the Death Star. We did not get the Imperial March. That made no sense to me. Um... We then got, see, then, then Krennick came face to face with CGI Grand Moff Tarkin. My opinion is it's not that bad.
1: I agree. It's not fantastic. But! Not terrible. But! I think it stands out.
0: Alex, you're going to disagree with me when I say this. Tarkin should not have been in this movie.
1: I disagree with you instantly.
0: Krennic Why should have been I? answering to Vader the whole time, not Kren- not 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 Tarkin.
2: I think the only reason they put Tarkin in is so they could put Vader in. Yeah. I I, no, that doesn't make well, sense. Well, okay, to me. Yeah. I think they put him in. I think they put him in so they could put him Vader in to test their new face technology. That's it. You could have easily had a new villain who went to uh, Tarkin on the phone. Or you could have had someone just... Uh, the, the, the first moment you see Tarkin, he stands in front of a glass and you see his reflection in the glass. That would have been way more tasteful. It would have been a lot more eerie. And then he could have handled the rest of the situation until the end of the movie, and then Tarkin may have showed up at the end with um, Leia again and do the face technology then. But throughout the whole movie is a little weird.
1: I argue that if you're going to use him the way that. they used him is make him in hologram form, not present for all the testings. However, I, I stand by the fact that he should be in the movie primarily out of story. Tarkin's always been the one associated with the Death Star. It was his pet project. The idea of giving. Why is Krennick Krennic in charge of
2: it? Krennick is the. Because, architect. He's not, he's, That's he's, it. because it also shows you what, Tark, what kind of person Tarkin was and what kind of place the Empire was. Tarkin wasn't really in charge of the building and the engineering of the Death Star, he was in charge of the Death Star after it was done. He stole that stuff because that's what people do in the Empire. It this does guy, show
1: you how backstabby they are, and I enjoy that aspect as well.
2: Like, Krennick is the person who's standing there taking credit for it, but also it was, the, it was the dad. It was the dad who built that thing, and he didn't even want to do it.
1: Well, the dad was in charge of the laser system primarily,
2: and that's where the well, exhaust that was the most interesting in. part, Travis. I think we both agree <laughs> with that. I'm sorry, I got really nerdy. I think... it gave it its title.
0: (laughs) So, I think this scene, this exchange between Krennic and Tarkin, to me, kind of exposed Krennic. Like, I wrote in my notes, Krennic Krennic to me did not come across as dangerous or menacing. Like, a reason why I should fear this man.
2: I, I did... I did find him menacing, but I also found him uh, gluttonous for power, and that gluttony turned him into a child. And I think that's what they wanted from him, because I, I really like this actor, by the way. He's been in ben so, Mendelsohn? like, great things. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, he he's so good. God, I love, <laughs> like, Slow West. He's great. He's super he's, good. He's also in Killing uh, Him Softly. I'm sorry, what?
1: He's in another movie, uh, Killing Him Softly. He's strung out on heroin for my 90% of the movie or his 90% right. of his scenes.
2: He, he is a very weird, um, ticky actor, but I, that's why I like it here. He's a guy who's trying to like climb up the ladder, but he's so hungry for power, he's, he's just kind of like, oh, I want it. And people are like, just calm down, dude. You're a little weird, and, you're, and you suck <laughs> at the military aspect of this job, so you're just not going to get it. Like, spaz out over there. <laughs> well
1: that's the other part of it too is that he'd be the first non-military member of the Empire to become a somebody and that's, that's what I think also makes me like him more as a character not just because the actor but he as we, as we're saying this movie shows how backstabby the Empire is Tarkin as we were just saying and I'm sorry if I'm just recapping it but he he was in charge of it In some extent, he was the overseer. Krennic's the architect. And the minute that the architect says that the the thing is done, he's going to get axed regardless. Is how I I perceive their argument in that sequence. And that just makes both characters more dangerous. We know Tarkin is dangerous. We've seen what he can do. But we also see that he can play the political game. And that's something that Krennic cannot do. He's a caged beast.
0: So, just Fendi So, yeah, they talk for a Despite bit. Despite
2: all his rage, he is still but a rat in a cage.
0: <laughs> so, they talk for a bit. They say, um, well, Tarkin's just like running him down, saying, well, you failed. It's like, and the crank's like, no, I didn't. I was like, well, yeah, whatever. That's basically how it went. So, yeah, so they propose a test on the city of Jeddah, where all the leaks are coming from. That's how they know the uh, Rebels have intel on the Planet Killer, which is supposed to remain a secret, but it uh, it was exposed. And Tarkin blames Krennic, and that's basically it. Krennic says he'll fix it.
2: So then we got yeah, a dream sequence. Before, b- before that happens, there's a flashback, actually, where, where Jin is a kid and she sees her parents. That's actually after
0: that. this. I was just about to get into that.
2: Is that? I thought that was. I'm looking at it right now, and I thought it happened, like, immediately after he talks to Krennic. Mar- uh,
0: Grandma talking. Yeah, I just got. I'm getting into that right now. Oh. I'm like,
1: yeah, I'm missing a part two here. That that happens.
0: So the ki- so Jen is a freaking kid. She uh has a flashback to Tarkin. Not Tarkin, of uh Krennic and freaking Galen and Lira all having a hearty drink, and then apparently Galen sees her standing in the doorway, and then she and then he uh tells her to you, uh, hey, I'll always protect you. My uh, Stardust. It's good we to know that, that she is Stardust. That's crucial to know. Um, so yeah, and so. I
2: actually forgot that's where she, where they say it. Oh, they, they, they mention
1: it a lot in the Catalyst novel as well.
2: But yeah, they bring it up at the end of the movie, and I was like, where did they say it again earlier?
0: <laughs> so. Like,
2: is it. That's the one with my nickname on it, guys. Come so on.
0: after the dream sequence it's
1: right
0: there. After the dream sequence, they uh her Cassian, and k K2 arrive on Jeddah. It is a uh it's a somewhat of another another desert planet, but in a different way. It's like the Arizona deserts. But um whoops. Um so yeah, first thing that popped up to me was that they are when they are wearing winter coats in the desert.
1: Well, that's what makes it different from Tatooine, where Tatooine is very hot. And the desert and is cold! It was so hot. This place is, like, yeah. This is not, okay, this is night.
0: not a, this is not a snow, okay, you could say, okay, well, there are multiple different kinds of deserts. There was, like, there was, There's like, a snow desert, there's a, there's, like, oh, there are different types of deserts. Okay, this was a sand and dirt desert with rock formations, like in Arizona. Okay.
2: Well, I can't. I can't really speak to how temperatures and geography works, but just because a place is arid and dry doesn't necessarily mean that you don't need a nice, you know, fashionable little throw up with a feather around it. I live in
0: Minnesota. It doesn't make sense to me.
2: I, I, I honestly think that like, it, it's, it's just one of those things where it's, it, it's like probably maybe 60, 70 degrees. Or maybe he needs it to cover all the guns he has. I don't know. Well,
1: I was gonna say the other thing is it might be maybe the planet he's from, or because he's been living on the Yabin Four for so long, he's accustomed to uh, like more humid weather. Because Jin isn't wearing a winter coat; she's wearing a lightweight. Like, am I right here? But I think she's wearing just a vest in this scene.
2: Yeah, it's like a it's small jacket.
1: Yeah, she's not. <clears throat> she's not heavily dressed. Bodie's not heavily dressed. None of Saul's men are heavily dressed. It's just Cassian. I just took that as he's cold all the time.
2: If you guys watch Arrested Development, maybe he's a never-nude. <laughs> maybe. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. So they're overlooking Jetta City. Would, Chris. I didn't think you would. So they're
0: overlooking Jetta <laughs> City, and uh, so they're talking about, okay, they're pulling Kyber Crystals out of the temple. There's this giant Star Destroyer over that's over that's over the city. It looks really cool. Um, Great shot. So... Um. So K two is like, okay. But Jin says well, we should probably leave uh K two behind because he's target practice because people want to tear him apart and all that. K two, um, rejects this, but Cassian says no, you stay with the ship. Don't they dump all their luggage with them? And uh, so and then they go on their hardy way. K two, so
1: just drops luggage.
0: And then, we got that scene.
1: We yeah, got... Did you talk about the, the, the the weird... BORE GULLET! Like Disney got? Bore you gullet. Get oh my
0: god, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? I, I they mean... take the squid... And freaking wrap it around all over Riz Ahmed's body. And so the end of these tentacles... Goes straight to his head, and they freaking, bl- they just like freak, and they like they read his mind to see if he's like, like telling the truth about what everything he's saying. But, but they, and then Saw says, one tends
2: to lose one's mind with Borgullet. He lost his mind for five minutes. He, won- he said one tends to. That doesn't happen to everybody. So it didn't Wouldn't have it have been neat if yeah, there were it, consequences to, to of this? Of a... I, I'm sorry? Wouldn't it have been neat if he actually did lose his mind? Yeah, it would be interesting because then you would have gotten rid of him pretty quickly, but also, he's a really good actor and why would you uh, do yeah, that? That's so a waste Rizal, it was a waste <laughs> what they did with the Raid guys in Force Awakens! That's so, a waste! I hope that they come back. Chris, Chris this was uh, my guess. Is that it's for two reasons? A, they just wanted something that was sci fi and freakish, and there was probably way more to the scene and Saul Guerrero in like in general. Every it, like the, I'm gonna get to this point later again when we meet the other people, but trust me, there's a character thing happening here that makes me feel like this would have worked if it was like a six-hour miniseries. Like every character yeah. has arcs, but those arcs are missing huge moments that we need to see for them to work. And a big thing is that Saul may like weird creatures. Maybe that's his pet. Maybe that's already worked on someone else before. Maybe that's what he's known for having, just on a cinematic level. But really here, I also think that maybe Disney isn't necessarily making movies for America anymore. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought the same thing on that scene. Oh, you know
2: I, like the, I, the Transformers is blatantly putting scenes in China. Maybe Disney's being a little bit more coy about what they're doing
1: but Uh, the other issue is with with saul guerrera we know that he's supposed to be an extremist if you watch rebels they're kind of getting into this why does he look and talk so funny lately but he's he was trained by vader vader i mean granted it was vader pre black suit and dark side but And
0: and dismemberment and lava
1: yeah, lava and dismemberment and all that fun stuff that created Vader, but that's that's kind of what makes this even weirder, if you take it into canonical you know, territory, is this guy's trained by the guy who he now hates.
2: That His makes methods breathing... are not
1: going to be clean.
2: Yeah, it's... man. That makes that whole breathing thing a lot more interesting, because I didn't yeah. know that.
1: Yeah. It, it...
2: So, so we got... God. Then we got an inside
0: look at uh at uh, Jeddah. It's kinda neat. I remember uh, when uh, a few months after the movie came out, Alex and me were talking about the movie, and it's a, you said it was a good Star Wars movie and how it opened up the universe. This bit with Jeddah was
1: kinda proof of that. Well, oh, this has completely opened up the floodgates, what they're playing and doing
2: now. Oh yeah. I mean But that, there's another that's like one of my other favorite moments too, because She's like, where are we going? And he's like, we got to go, you know, we got to do something to see if we can get your name in to go get a face-to-face with Saw. And she's like, hope? And he's like, rebellions are built on hope. And then she immediately turns her head to the right, and she sees a bunch of stormtroopers, like, screwing around <laughs> with some people and messing around with them. And she looks at him, and she's like, is all of this because of the pilot? And it's like, yeah, man, like, the rebellion may be doing something good, but it's shaking people down, and it's it's there's good, that is there's bad that is coming with the good of all of this. Mm -hmm. I really like that. That that one line stuck out to me about what that theme was and how it's throughout the movie, and it makes it a little bit stronger than it, than it, like, than it is.
0: So, um, so then, uh, so yeah, as you said, uh, he utters the line, rebellion's about to hope as they're walking through the city. Uh, then, uh, Cassian goes off to talk with one of the partisans, and Jin then discovers uh, Chirut way who is uh, talking to her. Um, he's, ta- he's talking to her from like a like a distance away, and so I uh, I wrote down um, Chirut way is great. Donnie Yen is great. Mm. This he would have been so much better if. Oh God. T was the best character in this whole movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. He was best.
1: Yeah, he's he's, one of my favorites.
2: He is excellent. The way they shoot him is excellent. He represents like what the original imagery of what the Jedi was for Lucas and what what it was supposed to be. Because like I eventually I want to get you, Chris, to see the hidden fortress and even seven samurai if you haven't. Mm. Because they are they are visually and imagery-wise what the Jedi are based off of, especially just Kurosawa's work in general. But this guy, more than anything, especially for not being a Jedi, really highlights what works about the mysticism of the Jedi for a lot of people. Because that's what mm-hmm. he is. He's somebody who, who doesn't have a... He's not a Jedi, but he just appreciates it and can feel the Force and, is, and knows he's a part of it and just is, in, a, in his own way, a version of that. I really like that. As an idea,
1: it also as, I like the fact that he is tied in with the Guardians of the Will's, and that makes this, uh, kind of goes back to what George Lucas was trying to do with the original script. So this is kind of how, like you just said, he was trying to make Jedi be, but in canon, this is the more pure version of what the Jedi are. If I remember correctly, is the Guardians of the Will's are kind of. Jedi light,
2: I guess. There's yeah. there's a
1: better way to describe that.
2: No, I think that's how he comes across. Absolutely. All right, so Jedi, Jedi but without all the carbs. Yeah, exactly. And without the stupid
0: attachment role. Um, so let's see.
2: Well, it wasn't like he was really taking in the women in this movie. He had a best friend, and they were they were pretty close there, buddy. You call you could call that an attachment. So yeah, I guess I agree with you. All right. So how do I gotta narrow it down to women? What's my problem?
0: I wasn't I wasn't narrowing it down to women. So um, so Cassian pulls her away from him, even though she's very intrigued because he saw the necklace right through her shirt. That may be a little creepy, even though he's blind.
2: <laughs> um, on, can I say, I think you can feel it too. That's true. Like um, the, he's, he understands the force isn't the kyber crystal part of the lightsaber. He probably feels that.
1: Maybe he wanted oh, to no, feel a so lot more he, than that. He,
2: um,
1: his mom or her mom was supposed to originally in the original uh, supposed to originally be in the script as a uh, Jedi in hiding or a retired Jedi, and eh? that that would have made that scene even more. I actually cool. didn't hear yeah. that. Yeah, because suddenly he's getting called out. You know, he feels the presence of this crystal. And she's attracted to him now, thinking, "Well, wait, baby, she's like my mom." But then they changed that, so I don't know if that was still like a holdover from the, the original script or not.
2: Interesting.
0: All right, so so they so they keep walking down, they keep talking, uh, but then they then stop. They're in the they're letting a, an imperial convoy, um, pass through. Jin's noticing all the, all. Of, Saw his rebels getting ready to attack. Then they actually do attack. It reminded me of like a Taliban-style attack, which was really like – I didn't know how to feel about that. I'm sure it wasn't influence, but,
2: you know. Well, I mean, it's a war. It is a war. And technically, That's the partisans are terrorists. It makes a lot of sense that Jin is a kind of British uh, white – Looking woman who has stayed away from the fight. She has a reason to because of her family and because of her father. But she stayed hidden from the fight. And he is an ethnic, uh, accent carrying uh, dude who's been through the fight forever and has grown through this. That that kind of is a that's an important um, uh, conflict between them. That's that that's supposed to make you think of the real world, like. Most Americans and and white people were just kind of staying away from the fight sometimes while other third world countries see it every day. It's their life. They're born into it. So this is what their cities are like all the time.
0: So then we got uh so not gonna go through the whole thing. It was a it was a it was an attack, it looked pretty it looked pretty good, shot very well. Um so Things I'm going to point out are that, uh, there was this little girl who was crying in the middle of it, who acted like, as if Gareth Edwards just said, Hey, little girl, stand right here, and just pretend to cry. (laughs) That's how... Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that happens. So Jin then, uh, saves her, returns her to her mother, then they run off, they're in this, then they run off into this alley, um... Let's see, uh... Yeah, Cassian runs into one stormtrooper, dispatches it easily, and then three more show up, and they can't hit him! Even though he (laughs) is, like, ten feet away from them! Stormtroopers fail to hit the man! Stormtroopers are amazing! They're dumb. Buried! They had a chance to make a menacing, but no! They still have to have bad aim.
2: I feel, awesome. like, I feel like Stormtroopers are like zombies where like one or two of them doesn't matter but like a whole horde of them would probably be a big problem. Like
1: droids!
2: And I in the prequels! I, I, if there's still clones at this point then maybe maybe they get dumbed down after a while. Well they said that the clones by this point are
1: no longer in operation. Uh, most of them by this point are in their mid-50s, early 60s. Uh, I know in the original uh,
2: pre-Disney canon. How do you know they aren't at this point? They got mass on, dude. That may explain why their sights off. or they suck. Because in universe, they're supposed to be
1: conscripts or they're people who their families are loyal to the empire. So they're just normal people who are either doing this for the money or they're doing it out of loyalty.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's other people. That's why Finn works in Force Awakens, mm -hmm. but. I, I, I honestly have no answer as to why Stormtroopers, as a uh, job description, suck at shooting people.
1: <laughs> Alright. That's because they're not the good guys.
0: So, I wrote down Stormtroopers are a joke. Then Jin comes out and she starts whacking them all. Doesn't get shot at all. She uh, shoots two of them down, then guns down one of the security droids. It looks like K2SO, but it isn't K2SO. And K2SO just happens to be behind that droid that she shot. And K2SO says... Did you know that wasn't me? Jin's like, of course. Of course I knew.
1: Sure. Sure I knew. Liar.
0: Total liar. Buddy? <laughs> liar. So, K2 catches a grenade that's thrown, and then he just nonchalantly tosses it in front of, like, three or four of them. Blows them all up.
2: It's the Stormtrooper's fault, man. He, like, tosses it to him like it's an underhand, like here you go. Like, if he'd have just gently rolled it over to him, maybe he wouldn't have noticed.
0: So, so apparently K2SO just didn't listen to <laughs> Cassian Andor when he said, stay with the ship. Because he just said, like, well, I, cause Cassian Andor says, well, I, well I, t- I told you to stay with the ship. Well, like, you did, but it was boring, <laughs> and you guys are in trouble.
1: He's got, like, severe ADD, I think. Because yeah. he does not sit still very long. No, he He's, doesn't. And never listens to instructions. No. Yeah. Great trip. So,
0: let's see here. No, no, that's way That's way ahead. So, K2SO, so, there, so now they're all marching through. And so they come across this Imperial Scout Party and all these stormtroopers. And so they get stopped. And then K2SO is also a bad liar. Like a uh, Galen or so actually tries to actually slaps or backhands Cassian. Um, yeah, he backhands Cassian uh, to sell the lie. That doesn't work. Two hundred troopers start taking him away, and then, then um, then a uh, bl- then a, uh, bleh! Turret and um, turret comes. He's uh, I feel like they should have made him a more peaceful protester, but like he's just. But he just comes out and says. The force is with me, and I'm one with the force, and I fear nothing. For all is as the force wields it. Before that, he was asking, uh, "Let them pass in peace. Let them pass in peace." I feel like that he should have been like really, really trying to like, "Hey, you sh-, like you're here, you're kicking down doors, like you're being very violent." Of course, they're. Of course they're, of course you're all hostile just let him go they're not they're not any threat to you or something like that. They should have really sold the fact that he's like a peaceful protester. instead he just goes in asking for a fight asking them to shoot first and so <laughs> that's what they do. So they shoot first and he starts beating them with a very long stick. <laughs> this was absurd! Why? not the fact that he's blind. But he's beating stormtroopers with armor with a
2: stick. He yeah, is like, breaking that's the armor. Guy. But that it's because it doesn't matter. He's hitting them hard enough that it doesn't matter. The he's other thing is their armor wouldn't even have, been, wouldn't steak have steak been better if it was like a metal rod. Bolts,
1: yet they still get killed in
2: those armor. The armor is useless. But who's to say they get killed in those movies? Who's to say they don't just get stunned and knocked over? Well, then there would be way more, more stormtroopers than north, there were. North. I'm going off cinematic rules, guys. <laughs> I'm going off the fact <laughs> that when, the, when you hit a stormtrooper with a blaster in the old movies, it just creates like a black like spot, and then they hit the ground. Maybe Oops. a flame if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, so yeah. I, w- I mean, here's the thing, Chris. Like, they This is a war movie, so they need warriors. And they needed a yin and yang pair. If you're going to do that, they need to still have some of the other person in them. And I think, yes, he's a peaceful protester, but also everything that he stood for is now gone. He lives in a world where violence is usually the first response to anything. And I think he understood the situation between those two and what was going on before any of them. He just was he was he knew this was all going to explode. And he didn't want her to get in the middle of it, so he stepped in and did what he could. And as for the Bo Staff Band, Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does that. And I'm pretty cool with that dude. So. Well, the Foot Clan don't <laughs> wear no friggin' Stormtrooper armor! Yeah, but Foot Clan wears weird fly eyes that I'm pretty sure alters their perception as well.
0: <laughs> Dumb.
2: They're called the Foot Clan. Dumb. Not the Stick Clan. Dumb. Travis, oh, Travis,
0: Travis, you'll get this. That rod should have been made of cortosis.
1: Well, I still think that that the very tip of the <laughs> lightsaber there's was a lightsaber tip on that thing—that was supposed to be a lightsaber in hiding.
0: Jimmy Cortosis is not a freaking wood stick. Um, but
1: if it's yeah, the Cortosis, it a Cortosis, then we need to have him fight Vader. No. Otherwise, it's pointless. No. Enough, Vader. Are you also
2: obsessed? I'm sorry. I like Vader. No. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, wait. Two things. A, he was not supposed to fight Vader if the whole point of Vader was that he could clear an entire room of soldiers. I'm not not
1: arguing against that. No, I agree with you completely. What I'm saying is if you're going to waste a cortosis weapon in a Star Wars movie, it needs to go up against the white lightsaber wielder so we know it's cortosis.
2: Yeah, but that means you'd have to tell people what cortosis is and that would take at least three scenes to do. And they're not going to waste their time on that one. They don't even waste the time to show us a scene of both of those guys forming their relationship before the day they met Jen Ursa. Again, which is why it's made out of stick. Uh, it's a stick, not cortosis. No, the point is they don't even care what it's made out of. They don't want us to care. They just want us to look at it and go, it's a sci-fi movie. Maybe it's not made of just wood. Maybe it's made of something else. Why right. is he wearing a jacket, man? be colder than an actual desert because it's a different planet than ours and we don't know how it works that's the crap they're going to say to you that's why they pulled that crap off in the first place but why he acts the way he does we don't really get an answer to that other than his best friend is carrying a gun everywhere he goes it's literally <laughs> you carry a gun I carry a stick it's a long phrase and I think they wanted to actually use that as a visual representation of mm. the yin and yang of the force right. and the other thing is if he wasn't if he fought vader vader would slaughter him if the whole point is vader's vader in this the way that you want him to be vader but the other thing is he believed in the force and what it could do so this this guy shows what it's like to believe in something like the force but not be a jedi the force allowed him to get across that way but the moment he stopped concentrating he got blown up by a grenade So, I'm right. That's 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 how he needed a little, he needed his confirmation of belief. That was what was more important to him, not to show that he was better than Vader or as good as a Jedi. It was that what he believed in actually was true.
1: I'm not, I'm not arguing that at all. No, I agree with you 100%. That's why these characters were created, is to show that's why this entire scene, this planet, is created to show that the force is a religion and that there's different followers of it that the jedi are you know studying one sector of it the guardians like Charette and blaze they're all or Baze or whatever his name is the other guy that's that's the point of them they they're supposed to represent their version of the religion you have other people that we find out about later through other art you know the other books they believe in the forest is a certain, you know, one religion just believes in the dark side. One religion believes in the light side. The gardens of wills believe in both. Okay. That, that's that's all these characters Gotta are move there on.
0: for. Gotta move on. <laughs> Gotta move on, guys. Come. Keep grinding through.
2: <laughs> Keep grinding <laughs> well, through. If we're talking about we're talking about characters so much because in this middle of the movie, they don't really give us any character they like they just it's um it's a escalation of plot things keep happening we don't we're sitting here talking about who these people could be and what they could be could have come from and the answers to questions that they just don't give us
0: all right so bays not a believer of the four so bays comes in saves and uh, mows down a few stormtroopers before bays or before chariot is a uh, is a uh, gun down himself uh, Baze is uh, not a believer of the force after watching his blind friend wipe out a patrol with a stick. Blind well, friend
2: he, with a stick he could just be really good. He could just be really super good and could hear things and smell things, you know. I could be Daredevil. That, that, that's not necessarily a confirmation of the force. The force is like having lasers bypass you. That's pretty nuts.
0: I would actually buy Donnie and his Daredevil. <laughs>
2: So, um... Here's here's what I just heard you say. I would actually buy if Kanye was Daredevil, but I don't... Donnie like Yen! <laughs> Donnie oh. Yen! <laughs> okay, there, there you go. Okay. I was <laughs> so like, that's not true. That can't be true. I didn't, <laughs> were, I didn't
0: think that's what you said, but I was like I wonder not <laughs> I gotta move on. We gotta re- move on move ba- <laughs> so on. So um so Cher the, Dang it, you, you really broke me there. So Cassian Cassian <laughs> Cassian thinks that chairs a Jedi, Baze says he's not, he's only a dreamer. Saw so his rebels arrive, they uh they arrest him, are about to get them all about to like gun them all down. And like Jen says, well, I I, I know Sargero because I'm the daughter of Galen Erso. So they all take, they're all taken away. They put a bag over Donnie's head, even though he is <laughs> blind in the movie. Awesome. He
2: mentions it. He mentions it.
0: They're all imprisoned in uh, Sargero's base of operations. Um, there's a lot to see here. A lot of new aliens. Got some Star Wars exotic hologram dancing. <laughs> this was almost very quickly a rated R movie. If we saw what that guy was doing behind the hologram, um, so we got a lot of aliens. Okay. Cassian and uh Cassian Bays and Chirrut are uh in the uh are in a prison cell while Jin is taken to saw directly. So Cassian's immediately trying to break out of the cell, and so Chirrut saying, "You know what? Relax, dude. We've been in worse cages than this." Cassian's like, "Well, this is the first for me." And Chirrut says, "Well, there's one. There's more than one kind of prison, Captain. I sense you carry you carry yours wherever you go." And uh, so, a deep cut by a blind man.
1: hmm
0: So there you go. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. The. I feel like they weren't doing too terrible of a job with characters at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. They were
0: doing like an abysmal job. They just. From here they just didn't go they didn't go much further.
2: They were telling they were telling half stories with these characters. That's my problem. They were giving you meat to chew on. They just didn't cook it. Right. So Jin <laughs>
1: just chewing raw meat?
2: Yeah. Exactly. So Jen, uh, is taking a saw. These guys are buddies, but you don't get to see their life beforehand. Right. Like the pilot <laughs> had a relationship with Jin's father and he like before this he does the thing at the end he's like this is for you like we never saw that relationship Mm. this stuff is there but it's there's no it doesn't taste right
0: so Jin Jin and Saw they talk they argue about a backstory that could have made this movie better if it were in it so Saw thinks everybody hates him that everybody's after him uh, so this conversation is actually quite fascinating, and really, like, the late like this the dialogue here lays the groundwork for Jen Erso absolutely perfectly in my view because they talk about how um like saw like ditched her or le- or like yeah and, like left her to survive on her own at the age of sixteen. Uh, basically abandoned her because people were catching on that she was the daughter of an imperial science officer. Um, so I would
2: love to assume all of that. Mhm. So, I'm
0: that would have
1: been a better intro than what yeah. we got.
0: Yeah. Should have shown us all that. Should have. Uh, Should have shown us all that. So what happened? So well, yeah, what they did. So yeah, they they just talk about the past and then and then like they're arguing back and forth. Because okay, they start arguing because um, Jin well Saw thinks that she was sent to kill him. She says, "No, I was sent to get to get the rebels to you, to talk to you about the planet killer." Now I am free. I don't have to do this anymore. I don't have to deal with this war crap anymore. And so Saw says, "You could stand to see Imperial flags ran across the galaxy and." Jen's like, it's not a problem if you don't look up. Perfect! Mm. If you had rode this train for the rest of the movie, it would have been great. But, like, seconds later, you kill it.
2: Seconds later, you here's, kill here's, here's this my, momentum. My thing. No, no, no. Here's my thing. This entire scene, his entire moments, all, all the moments in the film would work if we'd have seen anything after him seeing her come out of the tunnel. Yeah. If you'd have seen their relationship, it would have made this whole scene fine. She would have seen him again. They would have talked about some of the scenes we saw, maybe a little bit more exposition. He would have argued about a point that they already would have argued about in a scene we'd seen earlier because that's why they had problems. We would have seen that conflict. They would have laid the ground for it. And then eventually, when he dies, it would work. don't they just he just shows up oh you were my mentor yeah I was your mentor we had a conflict sure we did here it is oh man here's a message from your dad what
1: I guess the part I have an issue with on top of this is if if I don't quite understand why he's instantly jumping to the conclusion that she's there to kill him because even even with that excuse of well he did leave her behind I don't... Maybe because we haven't experienced enough between the two
2: characters, which is what we've been talking about, but... Their replacement for their relationship and their backstory is to give us two separate ones. They tell us hers. They allude to him, which is that war... The theme of the movie, which is that war on both sides destroys you. That's why he's acting like Darth Vader without telling the audience that he was raised by him. It's that war can do this to you in general. So... For him to say that to her, it's just he's already paranoid. On top of the fact that they say the city's going to blow. Like, he was already paranoid up to a very big point.
1: In, In story, and again, I'm sorry if I keep going back to this, but in story, he's supposed to be fairly good friends with her father. That's how he ended up with her. Is because that was their contingency plan. If they were ever found... Saul comes no, they make, that, they make that very clear they at the beginning of the movie. They make that very clear. But yeah. the minute that you say that he's seen the hologram of her dad and then sees that she's in the room, why is that his first thought is, you want to kill me? but not, he has Maybe to see you know something that I don't know. Or maybe that I have something for you. Put aside your anger for just a moment. You need to see this. Either way, either way, I guess the other issue I have with this is how she views her father, which later on this scene becomes abundantly clear. She's been led to believe this entire time that he left, he joined up to work on this project. Not that he was forced to go after watching her mother die.
2: So When did she say that? So, say what part when does she say that she before this moment that she believed her father did that because they uh, w- like you said she we saw her I mother get murdered and him get in dragged away in the actual
1: movie itself or if it's in one of the books but the way she acts towards her father is that she hates him she wants nothing to do with him and i i don't remember if it's the book or in the actual I, movie i don't itself. get
2: that from the i don't get that from the movie at all i feel like she was like my father was murdered and now I need to hide because people may find out who I am. Not murdered, but my mother was murdered and my father ran away and I saw in the rebellion. The fact that Saul was there and she saw him and trusts him, that's telling the audience that she probably knows about the rebellion a little bit. My, my, in the movie, I never got the sense that she felt that way. I felt like in that moment, just finding out her father was alive, that he had put something in there, that he had done a lot of the things for her specifically... I, but I never felt that she hated
1: think, him. And again, I might be again. I'm probably getting my my two separate sources of canon mixed up here. But that scene where she's talking to General Draven about the whole, you know, your father, you know, talking about the fact that the Death Star is a real thing. They mention her father, and she's just like, I, I don't care. I don't want anything to do with it. Her attitude towards him in that scene is what leads me to believe that she does not like her father. That she hates her father.
2: No. She wants to act like them so that she doesn't lead them to her father. She's right later when she realizes that the guy's going to kill her father. She's like, oh my god, the rebellion. All they want to do is do shit to me. Okay. That's the right. thing. Okay. She okay. knows that the rebellion... She knows the rebellion may want to get rid of her father that may not trust her father but she trusts her father so she's going to be like no I don't like my dad because she doesn't want to be the reason they get to her dad
0: okay we're going to go we got a lightning round this alright so there so yeah they they argue and then Saw says I have to show you something uh, it's the message to uh, it's a message from uh Galen so we then get the upside down Death Star, which is take it take it for what you will. Got to aim the thing somehow. So Tarkin and Krennic have tension. Uh, Tarkin doubts Krennic's leadership abilities, makes it abundantly clear again. Tarkin wants Krennic says, "Okay, I can blow this whole moon up if you want." Okay, Tarkin says, "No, we don't need to do that. Just blow up the city." So they get ready to do that, to do all the things. So then we cut back to the prison. Chir- senses Bodhi in the next in the next cell. He. Uh, Baze almost kills him from the window, which I don't see how he would have done that, but, uh, you know. So Cassian tries to talk to this vegetable of a human being at this point. Um, And so then Bodhi just snaps out of it on his own. Great! Cool!
2: Awesome! So... See, all of this is based off the fact that he says that one line. If you just don't take that line that seriously, it's not that big of a deal.
0: Whatever. So... Saw shows Jin the message. I then wrote down in my notes, this movie is good now because Mads Mikkelsen's performance was... Oh, great.
2: It was so juicy. Oh, yeah. that, that scene made me cry too. Her performance is really good too. Just... The, the hologram way... scene? The, the yeah. hologram scene, yes. Yeah.
1: So yeah, juicy. This is, this, is, this is why I was saying that earlier about the whole them hating each other because I take this scene as her suddenly realizing he's not a bad guy oh wait so maybe a minute that's where I was filling in my how I read that scene I guess so Alex she to the hologram.
0: Alex you never read the book so actually I do remember throughout the entire book she did actually have like this disdain for her father which is why which is what led her to say all those stuff so you actually did feel all that
2: they do not put that in the
0: movie. They don't. But in the book, they did. So I don't blame
2: you. No, that's, that's fine. No, I mean, this is a, a conversation. I'm, I'm on a podcast where a guy who is a huge Star Wars fan who's read the books and it understands yeah. the extended universe. I'm on your podcast. I'm here to give you the perspective of somebody who's watching the film. Right. So I'm not saying that's the way it is. I get I'm what you're saying. You- that's how. Oh, no, yeah, it.
1: This, no. This this makes more sense. That I now I know that I am going off book, not off movie.
2: Yeah, Travis, get your mind so, out of the gutter.
1: That's my fault. I totally. Why am Jeez. I in the gutter? Jeez.
2: Get your head out of the cannon. Why, why, why do I have to be the
1: gutter? Why can't I just have my nose in a book? You're making it dirty.
2: That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <of course. laughs> so yeah, in my notes I wrote down the uh, the scene is awesome. It was um so it was cutting back and forth between the message and the Death Star laser being prepped. Then we got the best shot prob right up like one of the best shots in Star Wars history and that is the Death Star eclipsing a planet. Mm. Why am I not a director right now? I wish I had that. Man I wish I had that. That was such a gorgeous shot. Ah!
2: It was a great shot. It was Again, a great shot of a
0: Death Star eclipsing a planet. Scope
2: That's awesome. Scale. That's the point.
0: That is the point. Ugh. Ah. So Galen said the message, the message, in the message that the plans are on Scarif. I didn't like that. Should have cut off the message right there. um, Which leads to my point later on. Jen doesn't think to grab the message before casting pulls her away when the whole planet is... Okay, so yeah. So the Death Star shoots down its laser and nukes. Jetta City. So Jetta City is completely wiped out. Um, so um So yeah, then the pla- then the uh, whole all of Saw's uh, palace starts uh, shaking and then everybody's evacuating. Cassian uh, goes to get Jin out of there and uh, then I wrote down Jin doesn't think to grab a message before Cassian pulls her away. I remind myself that that is tasteless because she was grieving for God's sake um so then Jin wants saw to go with them It's like I can't ru-. then saws like I can't run any longer whatever I'm just gonna die here in the, in, the, in this dumb planet so then they esca- so then everybody uh escapes via the u-wing that that uh K2 flies back in um so then uh yeah saw then saw finally dies by a massive death Star explosion number one. I wrote down in my notes, Saw dies by explosion. He's the, he's number one. He's the first one. So afterwards, they're back in the Death Star. Krennic's trying not to giggle because he thinks he's right. Tarkin then commends him, then takes control of the Death Star. Um. Then I wrote down, then I wrote down in my notes, why didn't he take over after Krennic? Why didn't he take over after Krennic was killed? I got, what was I thinking there? Why didn't he take, oh yeah, so like, why? Why? I was thinking in the mindset of maybe Vader takes that role as Krennic, not as Krennic, as Tarkin, and then when Krennic is killed later on in the movie, then Vader contacts Tarkin and says, "Hey, okay, you take you take control of this. Maybe you can actually do something with this." That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what that, I was thinking.
2: But that would be under the the idea that Tarkin would understand that Krennic would be killed. Like he would have to kill him for that to work. He'd have to make sure. Why did The question is, why didn't Tarkin make sure that the thing worked once and then that night, Krennic dies in his sleep and all of a sudden, Tarkin is the uh, owner of the entire thing? Yeah. He didn't know that these rebels were going to come in and try and steal the plans to blow up the base and in that process, have the guy who runs it get murdered and then he could take over the base.
0: So so then Krennic thinks he's one then Tarkin says no you dumb fool the the the, the leak came, the pilot the pilot came from Edu which is from Galen Erso's facility so i wrote so then i wrote i then i then proceeded to write down in my notes why is he just telling Krennic that Edu is where Bodhi came from why is he pest. just telling him that it but why Jetta?
2: Because he wanted to see if he knew that anything was going on in his business. If he knew about it. Because he knew. If he knew, he wanted to make sure that the guy running the entire process knew himself. And since he wasn't doing anything about it, he's like, he doesn't know. I'm going to rub it in his face. Okay. <laughs> so...
0: Actually, I'm just going to forget it. forget that line. So, back to the Rebel Base. Draven still wants Galen dead. That's it. Uh... So now the uh oh yeah, so yeah they es- so yeah, the group escapes from Jeddah now they're in hyperspace um Kasian gets the orders from uh, Draven to proceed with the mission, even though there's a planet killer out there he does not want him to return to base um so they have to go and uh, to edu to uh he has to go to edu to at least kill Galen or so, but they nobody else knows that, so he says uh. Yeah, it says the K two set course for Edo. Um, I'm just gonna read my notes verbatim.
2: Well, I mean, this is what I was talking about before. This is kind of the stuff that we can zoom through. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm just gonna read my notes verbatim mm-hmm.
2: because it's plot driven. If you if you guys have things that you want to focus on because it contradicts the extended universe, please do. But at the same time, as a film, this is why I don't like the first half. It's the it's the anti Inception. Inception's right. entire first half is all about exposition, but it's actually fun and interesting to watch. This one's all about exposition, but it's it's lacking character, which is what you need for a war movie to work a little bit better.
1: Well, and that's that's kind of the opposite, too. What I was thinking is with this movie, this movie's better if you read the books. Uh, going nah. into it, I don't know how far you were, Chris, but I, I had read Catalyst a couple days before it came out. Uh so I thought that added to it. However, if I was walking in this movie blind and not being a Star Wars fan, just hearing that there's another Star Wars movie out, this movie would have lost me in the first first act. Okay. Yeah. So, notes verbatim. They are going to Edu.
0: Why is Bodhi sane? Jin now has hope and wants to fight. Groundwork destroyed. Jin wants to go to Scarif and Cassian to Edu. WRONG! It should have been, Cassian wants to abandon the mission. And Jin wants to go to Edu to find her father. That's how it should have
1: been. I honestly think they should have went straight back to Yavin if they would have had the information though on them. But so it turns honestly, out at this point. No, yeah,
0: no. sorry, go ahead, Chris. So yeah, Krennic wa- also wants to go to Edu. Or also al- is also going to Edu at the same time. Convenient! Mm. Nice! Um K2SO so they're so now they're going to Edu. So now they're landing on over Edu. Uh K2 cannot fly. He's no Anakin Skywalker. Not even Wedge Antilles. Um, so, they crash land. Cassian was very jarring because it was just like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, this movie is like, I should not, I should have written new notes. Um. All right. So, Cassian, so yeah, Cassian was really, I guess, jarring. I forget why I wrote that. Maybe you guys can figure it out. I don't know uh
2: cassian, well i mean we're at the point where he's what about to go outside and scale with the pilot yes i mean maybe you're maybe you're kind of talking about his actions a little bit um i do find it interesting that when that moment happens and cassian is is deciding whether he wants to shoot him it's at the moment where the father is jumping in front of his engineers to, to, to spare their lives and, and mm-hmm. take it. But you never see Cassian respond. You just see him deciding whether or not he's going to shoot him, and then he decides not to shoot him. But he never makes the decision because the guy did anything or because of what he was seeing. It was just sort of like, uh, I'm going to shoot him and then maybe not. It's like you could, you could edit that scene entirely out from what was going on and still get no difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that feels very jarring to me because it's like he's going to go after this guy and shoot him but then he doesn't make the decision but you don't really know why.
1: Yeah. That's what I meant.
2: I guess. I almost
1: thought that maybe he's just following <laughs> orders but that's it. He doesn't seem like he's the decision man. Yeah. He's a spy and assassin, that's it.
2: So then... yes, that's that's true but he's also a, he's also a he's also a human. He's not a droid he can follow orders and he's not a stormtrooper or a clone. He is somebody who can, makes it who makes a decision as a human being, which is fine. Right. But they don't really make a clear reason. This would be another problem with the character. They don't give him a backstory before he actually looks at her and says later, I take orders and I lost everything. Like they yeah. don't give us anything about him except for the fact that he feels bad when he does bad stuff.
0: Yeah. That's ex- that's exactly the- how I feel about him actually. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes, they never give us a reason for why he feels bad for the things he feels bad for. Give us a reason why he makes, he feels bad for them, because then it makes even more sense when you give us a reason why he decides to not do them.
1: It's also a bit of a character break later when he decides that he's going to then disobey orders and they're going to go to Scarif. But again, we don't see him being like, he's not like Jin, where he's he doesn't Pay
2: attention to orders. Just that, that yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I just I think I think think he guys us is... that he I, well I think he, he keeps telling us that he believes her, but they don't, and I do believe that that's the reason why he does it. But it's it's because they keep telling us.
1: Mm.
2: So so yeah.
0: K two so yeah. K two can't keep his mouth shut. Tells Jen that is yeah. So Cassian and Bodhi leave to Jen's protest because. Apparently, she's the messenger, and, like, they got the message. So, by—this is very confusing. I don't know. I don't know what they were going for here.
2: So, so
0: then, K2 can't keep his mouth shut.
2: Well, the point is they're trying to say that Cassian wants to be alone to kill him, but she just wants to go with him. That's the only real reason outside of them kind of highlighting that point. Yeah. she could go out there and she could help, probably. And she had. There's no reason why she shouldn't. She's proven more than enough times that she can handle herself in a combat situation, and she can do a lot of other stuff. But the only reason why he doesn't want her to come is because he wants to shoot her dad, and they want to keep reminding the audience. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Alex. So
0: <clears throat> Jen figures. So yeah, K two can't keep his mouth shut. Says his weapon was in the sniper configuration. She just immediately goes, up, walks out the. Walks out the door. Um, by the way, again, nobody in Star Wars has a rank as a as an umbrella. They all have raincoats. There are no such things as umbrellas in Star Wars.
1: Well, when did umbrellas stand out though? No. What are those guys doing up on the hill over there?
2: They appear to have umbrellas. <laughs> so hey, I brought my umbrella, guys. It's flashing <laughs> lights. Yeah, I know. I got it from the <laughs> afternoon. It's super cool, right? <laughs> Wait, is there that <clears throat> well, we lost oh, half no! They ones. shot they shot and my, my umbrella's okay though. My umbrella's intact.
0: <laughs> so
2: get a quick shot of this director. It looks beautiful back, as the falls.
0: Back to the rebel base. <laughs> well though they figure that they're that they're dead. They're not getting any response from them, so they figure they're dead, so Draven sends a squadron out to um to blow them up. Or just to start, stir some stuff. So then, cut back to Edo. Chariot and base go after Jen. The uh, Cut to... Bo- uh, Bodhi and Cassian reach the ridge, overlooking the platform where um, things are about to go down. Bodhi suspects Cassian of assassination, but does nothing about it. Uh, again, this is why I wrote down nobody in has an umbrella, because Krennic walks out in the middle of the rain with no umbrella. You'd think of anybody with an, that I would have an umbrella, it's a military director
1: no but he's got that that fancy waterproof cape that he's wearing instead (laughs)
2: uh i i i I love the idea of this being a futuristic kind of world even though it's set a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away (laughs) uh it's sci-fi so i love the idea of them being out in the rain and then possibly going back in their ships and then hitting like a button that dries them off immediately (laughs) yeah that would be nice to me. That's what they did in the 50s all the time. The Back to the Future, even?
1: Where they mentioned yeah, in the it's... second
2: one? Yeah. Like, why not? Oh, it rained outside. Are you a jerk? Press the drive button. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know your <laughs> ship had a drive button.
1: <laughs> Man, you touch the electrical board again on my ship, and you're going to blow us all up.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I'm Run sorry.
1: Off right now.
2: He's upset because I changed his radio station. <laughs> so, to, um... to, the
0: Classic jazz channel. So Bodhi goes to find an escape ship because the Ewing is trashed. I forgot to mention that. Galen, it
2: crashed um, pretty hard, yeah.
0: So, Krennic, um lines up all the engineers on the Death Star project. Um, so yeah, he lines them all up in front of the Death Troopers. Says, "One of you betray the Empire. Now step forward." Nobody does. So he is about to order them to fire. Then. Galen steps in, says, no, it was me. It was me, for God's sake, spare their lives. But it was me, gosh darn it. Just leave them alone. So Cassian has a clean shot on his head. And as Alex pointed out, he doesn't shoot because.
1: Reason?
2: The problem is even more so that he has a reason right there because the guy he's about to shoot is making an honorable decision and then gets punished for it. He has a reason to look at this guy and and see him not take an order. Mm -hmm. And yet they edit it so that that decision is actually seconds off. And I'm like, oh, my God, why would you do that? I, for some
1: reason, thought this is the same part where he realizes that Jin is trying to climb up the platform.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jin kind of realizes that's why he didn't do it. (laughs) Jin... Oh, I call their gym. Gin! Like the alcohol! Okay? Like Qui-Gon. So. Gin? There you go. Uh, <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> do, 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 do. doo <laughs>
2: um. so, <laughs> yeah. No, he 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 makes the, he makes the decision not to take the shot, um, before he is murdered, or before the engineers are murdered, and right. then after that happens, uh, he's notices Jin and things start to oh, explode. Oh, that's right. He
1: just has his, yeah, that makes sense.
2: So, event
0: so after that, I wrote down Cassian's really jarring. So Jin's on the platform too, Baze Bay's and Jared are overlooking the platform from a bigger, from a longer. ...from a higher position... they can't go any further... ...because, uh... ...Base is carrying around... ...a GIANT... mecha CANNON. I'll be right back. Okay. Um... So, yeah... ...the... ...so, yeah... ...the Alliance arrives... ...and, uh... ...blows everything up. I wrote down... ...X-Wings are Bay... ...um... ...and, uh... ...so, Torpedo... ...uh... ...then... ...Jin walks out on the platform... ...with all the guards and such... ...they're all shooting at the X-Wings and such... Tie fighters launch, and then this, this whole rigmarole starts. And so, a so Jin walks out on the platform, yells for her dad. Uh, they all turn their heads to her. They're but they're about to do an old-fashioned. They're about to gun gun each other down. And then a torpedo hits smack dab right in the middle of the whole thing, blows everybody up. Then, just the best thing. This is so. This was a Disney decision right here. This was a Disney decision right here. It looked like Krennic and Jin are completely fine. No scratches, no burns, no burnt clothes, no nothing. They were just really, 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 really hurt. No,
2: yeah, that's... DUMB! DUMB! Well, they're both gonna die later, so... (laughs) A torpedo exploded within close proximity of them! You'd think that shrapnel would've cut their faces at least! I was thinking that too. I'm like, why why don't they ever have people like covered in in shrapnel or, or stuff more? And I'm like, Well, they gotta it's the middle of the movie. So. Disney Disney decision. Well, it's just a filmmaking decision. I think like you don't it's not necessarily Disney so much as it is just why. Why would you even need to show it? It's it is an editing decision. If you, if from half the point that you're showing all this rain, you then have to put makeup on their face where they get hurt and have shrapnel and stuff. Like, of course, it's more realistic, but at the same time, it's really hard to edit around that. Whatever. So, <laughs> don't whatever that. That people have people have makeup jobs on films. It's hard, man. They have to go to the craft service table too.
0: Why don't you burn their clothes in their face then? Jeez.
2: Well. Gillon should have looked like
0: Two Face
2: Yeah, but he also have to shoot in the rain. You have to shoot consistently. Time is a factor. Hurry up I'm sorry, man. They 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 did the best they could, man. I gotta be honest, this is pretty impressive, right? Please stop. So Bit of an epic. Yeah.
0: We're we're turning into cinema CinemaSins here. Um So yeah. Then Chirr shoots down a uh, a Tie Fighter with a crossbow, and perfectly lands on the turbo laser that's taking out X Wings. That's awesome. I wrote down, yeah. So Jin is over Galen's dying body. I wrote down Galen does not look like he ate a torpedo. Nah. So he's dying. They exchange father daughter. Um. Dying, dying word things like we'll blow up the death. Like you have to destroy the Death Star. Um, Jen's like we will. And uh, Galen says, "I have so much to show you." And then dies. Awesome last lines. Awesome,
2: gut yeah, wrenching like right there. Be- I like that better than Anakin and his mom's death. <laughs> I, I love.
0: So, uh, let's
2: kill people.
0: <laughs> dismemberment for the win. Um, they're
2: not real people. They're sand people.
0: <laughs> so Galen dies by explosion. Number two.
2: Are you catching on yet? To what? What do you mean? The people dying by explosions? Yes. Yeah. It's different than lasers, for sure. Yeah. You don't... I'll save
0: it for later. Um, so... It's
2: a, it's a war thing, too. Big war thing. Yeah,
0: so they escape to the a uh, an Imperial cargo ship that uh, Bodhi and K2 steal. Um, They all do, so they all make it out. They leave as the uh, facility is exploding. So Galen dies in an explosion, then his body is caught in an explosion. Um... Let's see here. Uh,
2: so, did you just burp?
0: You are darn right I did.
2: Um. Darn right. Okay. I like it. Freedom to burp. I'll pull that out next time. When have I ever not given you freedom to burp? When have you ever? I, I did. You've never been upfront about it. I was waiting for the opportunity for the freedom, and you just gave it to me.
0: Okay. So, when
2: can I fart? Let's just get that out of the way.
0: That's really unusual. Um belching is so fine, fart, but farting is like
2: I don't know how you do it. I'm I stop it.
0: Um so Jin does kidding? not Can I can I review the Can I just go through this movie already? Sure. <laughs> so they're in the ship. They're leaving Edu. They're going to the oven for in the stolen Imperial cargo ship. Jin does not immediately go for Cassian's neck instead they she instead wants a confession in the quietest tone there's no screaming or shouting it doesn't it's not quick it's just very subtle discussion
2: because she also understands what he says later which is i didn't pull the trigger which is why she doesn't respond when he says it She knows that, that he didn't pull the trigger and he made the decision, but also he was going to do it and he didn't tell her about it, and something happened, and she doesn't know what, and she wants to know what happened. She has the higher ground. She knows it.
0: So I wrote down, they both call each other
2: out.
0: So they both call each other out. They're both right. Uh, Cassian is a mindless idiot, and that Jin is a hypocrite, I think is what he argued essentially?
2: No, it's just that she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's arguing that he can't follow orders, that you shouldn't follow orders, and he's like, I, I've lived in a world where that's not where I, what I was taught. You just don't know what you're talking about, and I made the right decision, so you have nothing to complain about. But she kind of she kind of does. He was being sneaky about it, and he wasn't being honest, and a mission that it requires trust. So that she does have some ground to stand on, but when it when it comes to the actual issue, after not making the decision, um, she's wrong. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't know how much effort it took for him to make that decision, how effort it would have been to not make that decision. She doesn't know the world he's lived in.
0: She tells him, "You can't talk your way around this." After he explains his position, I've been fighting. He's been fighting since he was six years old. So, she tells him, you can't talk your way around this. He says, I don't have to, because I guess he just did.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have to. He, he did, but he doesn't have to.
0: I would have made this quicker and louder. Um, so, Krennic goes to... So, then we have Krennic going to Mustafar. That's what that planet was. Going to Mustafar from episode three. The prequel's curse us once again. Um... So, Krennic goes to Vader's castle. That was Vader's castle. I wrote down in my notes, Why are we here? Um, Vader is shot beautifully. And. Um, he
2: is. Yeah. His entrance is pretty cool.
0: So, Krennic has to explain why Tarkin wasted his time on Jeddah, which in fact was probably a waste of time. Because. Wait, why did I write that down? I may have been in the wrong mindset when I wrote that down. Just ignore what I just said. He does have to explain why Tarkin told him to go to Jeddah to test this thing, because he has to explain. Because apparently, it was Tarkin's decision. I got. I, I'm reading too far into this, but I have to because for my own sanity, he has to explain why Tarkin said, "Okay, let's go to Jeddah and test this thing." Even though it would cause a rigmarole in the Senate, which it did, and so Vader is kind of salty at Krennic for doing that thing on Jeddah, because then the Senate's like, "Oh, what the heck happened on Jeddah? What the heck was that?" I was like, "What are you doing? What are you? What are they doing?"
2: This is not they're testing out the, they are testing out the limits of the Senate and their new weapon without them knowing about it yet
0: whatever um so... <laughs> whatever it still makes no sense to me
2: i agree. look man i'm not saying that it makes sense i'm saying they're trying to get this specific idea to you you're not taking it as all
0: <laughs> not taking it
2: i get what i get why they're doing it i don't agree with it either
0: so Vader says, plug the holes. Then Krennic says, okay, fine. But am I still in command of the Death Star? Vader stops. And then he force chokes him. And then he says the following quote. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, director.
2: Yeah. Who wrote that? What you think that's bad? That's a terrible line. Nah, it's not that bad.
0: It's a terrible line.
2: It's it's not that bad to me.
0: It's a terrible. <laughs> Be careful not to choke it. That's Darth Vader saying that, and that doesn't bother you.
2: I'm sorry. I could that, I if he just said that in the first Star Wars movie, I would have been like, "Damn, some fun." <laughs> he's not known for his punning true but at the same time if he wants to do it why not especially if in the same movie later silently without saying one word he rips apart an entire hallway of people you can say whatever you want dude say whatever you want don't put me in that hallway I put,
0: I wrote in my notes kill me aw oh,
2: dude come on
0: <laughs> that was a, ba- a, was look, a really really bad right. line
2: I, I I don't think it's that bad. I'm sorry. I think there are worse lines in the prequel. I think there are way I think there are a million other worse lines in the prequel and, prequels and I don't mind this one. did we did he need to say that? He didn't need they, dude, there's a lot of stuff in this that they don't need. They didn't need to have him rip up a bunch of people. We didn't need to see his home planet in the first place. He did we didn't need Grand Barth talking. There's a lot of stuff we didn't need. Did we need the guy who loses his hand in the bar in the first movie to show up and bump into Jenner. said, no, we didn't. We didn't need half this stuff, but we got it anyway. Instead of getting backstory of character, we got all these reminders of, hey, do you remember this? Do you remember this? That's what we got.
0: Yeah. It was bad.
2: I mean, I don't think that line represents all of that I think the nostalgia does. That line to me is just, huh, Darth Vader's, you know, he's a, he's a villain again. Look at him be a villain. Yeah, he's kind of a Bond villain, but he's a villain.
0: Now he's a Bond villain.
2: <laughs> it, but yeah, that seems way more Bond villainy to me. It seems like the kind of camp that you can pull off in Star Wars, and I don't have a problem with it, especially so, if he does something really awesome later. So, we then
0: go to Yavin Four. Jin is in a hearing, of sorts, with the uh, other Rebel counselors. Um. So, this is where I wrote down the rebels are just like jerks and cowards because they're all saying like, "Oh, we're finished, we're dead, we're done, we can't do this." There's a planet killer wiping out whole cities and all that. Um, I wrote down they have almost they have almost ruined the rebellion. This is not the rebellion I grew up with. I want my old rebellion back. I don't like this at
2: all. I don't like I
0: don't, I don't like how they portrayed the rebellion in this movie. I do not agree with it.
2: You got you got to understand, man. Like. What they're trying to do is show that people were hopeless. They had they didn't have a lot to hold on to That's fine. And what just they don't make left, them jerks about it. Well, that's what happens when you lose hope. You become a jerk. You become a very not nice person. You become weak under the pressures of the dark side. You are you are watching these people lose grip on what they have and they are not taking it well. So this is supposed to be the the climbing up and the scraping up of them doing it that makes a title like a new hope in the next movie make a lot more sense cuz that the death of the death star in that next movie is a big big deal for them it turns the rebellion
0: yeah. so i i guess i just didn't i just didn't like it um i know you
2: don't like it but at the same time it works narratively. You, if it works narratively, it's going to work down the line when they make more movies.
0: So Jen wants to go to Scarif. Um, Jin's like really motivated to go to Scarif. I guess now that makes sense because, uh, J- because uh, her father said that it has to be destroyed. So he wants to carry through with that. Whereas I would have had her just probably backhand Mon Mothma and say, hey, you just killed my dad. I'm done with this. I ain't telling you what the plans are. So there you go.
2: I mean, that's why the other half of it is that she realizes that her father did it for the Rebellion. That's, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, the Rebellion sucks. They killed her father, but also the father was doing it for the Rebellion, too. He was stalling it and creating this thing so that the Rebellion could get the plans in the first place. So if him dying is part of that process uh, because Jin Ursa and them couldn't get there in time or if anybody died and they didn't want those plans to work, uh, that would be what he would want. But it's not, it's not her fault or her father's fault that she's coming into rebellion that's scared and cowardly and are pushed to the brink of extreme decisions and desperation. That's not her fault. Her fault and her goal, her main goal is to walk in and say, hey, guys, you need hope. I'm here to give you a little hope. We need to do the right thing here. I know because my father's dead and I, I stand for what this rebellion should stand for. Let's change what it stands for now. That's what that's her role, and that's what this movie should have been, but it's not that. It's it's kind of a little bit of a weaker version of that.
0: All right. So then I asked, "Why?" Yes, yeah. I wrote I wrote that down. Uh, then Mothma says no because it's not a unanimous decision. You want to know one thing that I would have if I could get one thing out of this whole movie, it's. When they say they can't help her, is if Jin then looked around at everybody and just said, then you all killed my father for nothing and just walked out. Just add that line, and this is the best movie of all time.
2: Well, that doesn't really work except for the fact that they don't believe her. They believe her father worked for the uh, Empire. But she knows it's true yes but that line is not for her that line is supposed to be for them if you say you killed my father that's supposed to make them go look down at their shoes and go oh her father yeah no they think her father's a jerk for working for the empire what do they care about they think she's a jerk because she committed imperial crimes Uh oh my microphone get back in there she may have committed imperial crimes yes but her father didn't the point is that line invokes the memory of someone that's supposed to make you feel bad. We, the audience, do, and she does, but those in the room don't. They don't believe her. They're not going to care about her father. They think her father turned around and became cowardly himself. So that line isn't going to work on them. They don't care about the memory of a dead man. They care about what they care about different stuff, bad stuff. That's the point. That line just wouldn't work.
0: I at least would have put Draven in the hospital. Have Jin do that, at least.
2: <laughs>
0: does that make the sense, father- then? Yeah. If she puts him in the hospital?
2: I mean, I don't... It, the point is, is that no one cares about the father the way that Jin or the audience does. And this is one of the biggest problems I have with the movie. The, the, the director likes to do this. This is the exact same middle section as the movie Godzilla. Like, Brian Cranston shows up in the middle, and... He just dies and that's it. Like that it's the same exact thing here structurally. And that's all it is. Just Gareth Edwards likes father stuff. And that's the only reason I can think of it's still the movie. Maybe because they have father stuff in Star Wars universe all the time, but that that's the only reason why. So it doesn't really hold water that much that it's her father or that it has that big thing about it. She we know her backstory because they show us. So that's why it means more. If they did it with the other characters, we would feel, I guess, not as powerful about it. But the whole point is no one feels the same way about her father than us or her. We experienced what happened to her as a child. Nobody else did. They're not going to care. They don't care about the memory of him. They just don't.
0: So, yeah, she walks out the control room or the the, the meeting room. So then, yeah, Jim and Bodie leave the room. Cassian has a group of guys with him. Apparently, now we're supposed to all believe in them now because they turned the corner. They're all of a sudden good guys. And then wrote in all caps, th- where is the struggle?
2: I think she makes a, a passionate speech. And I think that whatever happened in that city that blew up, uh, got around. I think men believe her. I think people believe her. That, But the people that are making the decisions don't believe her. That's the important thing. The council didn't decide to do it, but there are people out there that believe her. I, I don't need a lot to be told that or shown that. Give a speech in front of people, and I'll believe it. It's exactly why Independence Day worked. The old one. The old one. Yeah, the old, old one. one. I haven't I haven't even seen the new one. Oh that'd be that'd be a good review. I mean it's I hear it's I hear it's somewhat a good bad movie. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Um, so then they all decide to go to the
0: Scarf themselves. After that, we got a little bit of flirting between Cassian and Jen.
2: Oh, it's not necessarily flirting. I wouldn't say flirting. I'm going to an they, extreme, okay? That's what I saw. I mean, I think they're okay. Wait, wait, wait. I think they're attracted to each other. Sure, they're both attractive people, but I think finally, their 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 guards are down. They trust each other. They they can be friendly with each other if you want to call that flirting fine but at the end of the day i think it was them trusting each other and being okay fine let's do this we're gonna do this i didn't get necessarily romance so much as i did like i'm opening up to you more
0: okay this is where i wrote down the movie has finally begun
2: yeah that's that's how long it took us to get here an hour and a half
0: yep so two hours
2: two hours actually it took two hours to get to the fun part and we don't even have that much time to talk about it
0: so, Bale and... So, Bale, Organa, and Mon Mothma, they set up a new hope. So, they all get on the ship, and then they all leave. They all take off, and then Bodhi gives off the... De- desi- the uh, the group de- designation of Rogue One. Roll credits. Um... So... Mm. Yeah, so then Bale and Mon uh, set up New Hope. Uh. With, uh... Like, they mentioned the talk of, of a Jedi, and it's like, yeah, I'll go get him. Um, or she'll go get him.
2: Obi-Wan!
0: You mean Wobani, please. Um... Yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah. I was choking on some wasabi.
0: <laughs> I, uh... My, my pop filter's going rogue on me. Um...
2: I was watching some tsunami.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, they arrive at Scarif. There are actually some tense moments, uh passing through this, uh, the shield gate, um, so Jin gives the cliche but somewhat motivating war speech, says that, uh, Sagar used to say that any man with the, with, uh, the sharp, with, with, uh, a sharp stick and nothing left to lose could take the day, they have no idea we're, he- they have no idea we're here, they have no reason to expect us. I forgot. The, I, I um, like I've seen the movie so many times. I almost recited that. I almost recited that speech word by word. I almost did it.
2: Yeah, very close. Very almost
0: close. did it. Basically, she says, "We got this. We will fight until the very end." We. She basically gives the uh, Winston Churchill speech. We shall fight on the beaches. Much,
2: yeah, yeah, it's a World War Two thing.
0: Yep. So, Travis has been gone a long time. I
2: wonder where he went. I'm
1: right back. And he's oh, back. Man. What? That's what happens when you get a nosebleed.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I couldn't control myself. You know, um, I have violent tendencies sometimes.
2: Big um, hey, Chris, you gotta, you gotta use that, those telepathic powers to not induce nosebleeds. But like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've actually, I've actually caused someone to like. I actually like. We were working on a project. Travis, remember in concepts we had to make that uh, that uh, that that multi-choice animation animation or whatever.
1: Yes, was? yes, that thing was a pain in the, the And do you remember?
0: Wear. Do you remember? Okay, so we were recording a line. We were making a like a Matrix Viagra joke, <laughs> and so we la- okay. and so we. Me and uh, me and a friend.
2: That's pretty good. The sheer fact that I laughed at that—that's pretty good. Me and a friend
0: were <laughs> laughing so hard, and then the the third guy in our group, he just said that broke me so hard. I have a nosebleed, and then we just died of laughter. <laughs> so we had to leave for a few minutes. <laughs> we just died of
1: laughter. It was so great. Oh my god.
0: That's what that reminded me of. Okay, real quick before we move on, mm-hmm. what did you think of the Vader line of?
1: Do not choke on yes. your aspirations, director.
0: Yes. What would you think of that line?
1: I I think it's very uh, punish, uh, punny. Uh, not something that Vader would normally do. However, I do like the idea of Vader trying to be. Dang it! Funny. I did not like that line.
2: Anyway. <laughs>
1: anyway. <laughs> anyway. Aspirations,
2: director. So. I mean, yeah, he's still like, he's still, he's like, hey, man, I can say what I. I mean, remember, guys. He would creep on girls. He was a that weird dude. Like what? <laughs> like all we found out through those prequels is that he was a weird, weird dude. Why are we surprised that he liked puns? So, <laughs> so,
0: so we're at the part where they uh we're, we're on Scarif now. Basically, mm-hmm. we're now we are now on Scarif. They're about to land. So. <clears throat> so uh, Jen gives the cliché cliché a somewhat motivating war speech. I just went through that. <laughs> um, I know it's just me, cause it, I can, I nobody else could have been motivated by this, but it was me. So, they land. Krennic all, also lands on Scarf at the same time. How convenient.
1: I like how he's always like either a step behind or a step ahead of them, but just does not think about them. Yes. Or <laughs> that is weird. So, <clears throat> so Bodhi
0: invites the. uh... Invites the imperial officer and the engineer on board. Um, so they invite him on. So they invite him on board. This this was okay. This was so glaringly dumb. So what happened? Okay, but it can be explained away. But it was dumb. So what happened was a white officer and a small-ish engineer entered the um enter the shuttle that they're all on. So they knock him out, and two stormtroopers too, along with the stormtroopers. So they knock Ooh. them all out in the ship. Number one, nobody heard that. Um, so what happens is Cassian, who is played by Diego Luna, <laughs> puts on like puts on the puts on the officer's outfit, and Jin puts on the uh, engineer's outfit, and then K two steps out with them. So. Then the, the Imperials at the panel that opens the door couldn't couldn't tell that they were two separate guys that went in and went out of the ship. Yeah, the
1: Stormtroopers are super dumb. Oh my what if- god! <laughs> what if they're just like, oh, there goes another officer. I wonder if he was already
2: aboard the ship. That's oh, what I'm uh, saying. That- it
1: could be explained away. It's a nitpick.
2: I'm, no, still, well, I'm starting to think the more we focus on the Stormtrooper habit that maybe inside their helmets they're putting in their phones and like watching stuff <laughs> just paying more attention to on YouTube. yeah they're like not even paying attention to what they're doing like did you shoot that guy what's up Tom I'm they're watching stranger game. things on... Freaking... yeah. yeah like they're just not even their screens are their, their, their visions are screens and they're like having too much fun
1: oh man
0: so this, so they all share one last goodbye, then they all uh then it and uh Bays and everybody they all share one last goodbye. They leave. I then 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 that moment happened and then I wrote down Imperials are idiots. With then K2 got the patented line from Star Wars. I have a bad feeling about this. Then they quickly cut him off before he, he does, says this. he
2: doesn't finish it though.
0: Yeah, he doesn't finish it.
2: <laughs> I have a bad
0: I have a bad feeling. But like, okay, quiet. So they're in. Maybe
2: all done well if you finished it.
0: So the all the rebels that were in the ship, they uh, they leave incognito. <clears throat> um. So, so, sure, it's running around the beaches, uh, beating people with sticks, some with the stick, some more. Uh, rebels are setting charges all around the. Um, running around the uh, platforms, and they're just setting charges and whatnot. Then. Um, so Krennic then enters the, uh, the main tower, in the, uh, the, uh, the main tower room, and they, and he wants all the stuff from Galen or so of course, then the, I am so, okay, so, charges, <laughs> Krennic wants every word Galen has ever spoken, K steals a map from another droid, um, then the rebels uh, blow up the charges after hearing that. Okay, we gotta get the Star Troopers out of the way. Now we start the the, the distraction. Uh, then we got an awesome shot. I feel like they should have drawn this out. There's a shot uh, from behind Krennic, and from the window he's seeing all the explosions throughout the base while it's while the camera's like going around going around him. That is such an awesome shot. This movie is amazingly shot. It can't be said enough.
2: Oh. Well, once it gets to this stuff and and even the action itself, it's just, yeah, it's it's really cool looking. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is this is a way better dogfight battle in space than the end in Force Awakens.
1: Oh
0: yes, must mo- yeah. mo-
2: like yep. m- most
0: definitely. So then I then I wrote down the fun begins, and that's literally all I can say. There's was just a lot of shooting, a lot of violence. Um, a lot of
1: grins on people's faces, yep it's just war
2: war from a the ground perspective <clears throat> it's really cool seeing so, the a t a t get shoot in the face and then like turn around yeah <laughs> cool. like it's
1: bent out of shape that okay gets in the
0: face. so there was a lot that happened that I try to take notes on, and it's very like like disorienting so let's just talk
2: about key points of the battle, shall we all okay.
0: right anybody want to share?
2: Well, I, 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 like I said, I like that hit to the face. I just like how it's shot. I like the perspective. Uh, um, I think it's also really cool that while all this is going on and they're sneaking up to the top of the tower, you get a lot of the look and feel of the old star Wars movie, the hmm. the bots on the ground, the way that the walls look, the lights everywhere. But, uh, it, it, God, there was something else to it that I really enjoyed. Um, but the, the the fact that they're going back and forth between this new look of Star Wars and this old look of Star Wars was pretty cool. Yeah, I they... do
1: like also the the architecture of that building. Nothing screams Star Wars so like superly tall, you know, super giant towers with ties ties flying around them.
2: Oh yeah, high strikers.
1: Absolutely love the design of those.
2: Yeah, I just the whole thing looks great. Like even when they first see the the ats for the first time, just like when it comes out of the smoke, like it's a dinosaur or something. It's just it's, it's ginormous. It's a, yeah, just watching the war and the battles from those ground perspectives, it's the thing that it's the war part of Star Wars that they really needed.
0: Yes, they also digitally implemented the uh, red leader and gold leader from Episode Four.
2: Yep. Nice. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's right.
0: I also want to point out that Red Five was a chubby Asian man before Luke. Cool. <laughs> Interesting.
2: Um,
1: there's a, there's this awesome shot that I like. I think you about touch bases on it. Uh, but it's when they go to dive through the shield generator, and two of them don't make it.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. X-wings are the just best.
1: Skirts across the top of it like it's ice.
2: Oh, yeah. It's pretty that, bad. That
1: is so cool looking. And yeah,
2: I feel it so pretty... bad for that pilot. And this, yeah, this, um, the space
0: battle is awesome. When
2: the, <sighs> when the actual ship rams into the... Just the fact that the guys like get my hammerhead ship,
1: yeah. and then they actually
2: ram another one, and then it goes into the thing. I was like, awesome!
1: <laughs> Those things are old Republic-era vessels, and they're used as battering rams. That is amazing.
0: That's how you do it. <laughs> so... Let's just like go down like death by death. How about that?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That works. So, let's see here. Where was the, the first, first one? one is uh, uh. That was K. K two K- K- died first. I was gonna say it's they. They're really close together, but K two goes first. Um, yeah, he. He's probably the most. He's probably the most human character out of all of them who doesn't really have an arc other than liking mm-hmm. Jin
1: yeah
2: <laughs> so when he goes it kind of sucks
0: so he so he dies by explosion uh he's number three
2: no he gets, he gets shot no he blows up the console blows up
1: they well, shoot no, him it. a couple times then they also shoot the console which then he blows him out. up
0: he fr- fries him
2: he was he was pretty much dying from the shots. sure if you want to give him the explosion it finishes the job but it's because he had been already shot like 25 times yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll give but it that's to him. So number three. They were
1: planning on keeping him alive, though. Initially, like that. Apparently, there's supposed to be a scene where he, you no, that scene where he's got his um, R2D2 uh, plug-in app disc, whatever, whatever you want to call that piece that comes out of him. But he's jacking into the other K2SO droid.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess they, if they wanted to bring him back, they could, but honestly, they could yeah. just use the same voice and just use a different robot with a different idea to it. But right. I mean, that's the great thing about the droid. Yeah, you could totally bring him back if you wanted to. And he's obviously the most fun and playful character out of them all who wouldn't, you know, die horribly from mm-hmm. the entire thing.
1: Okay. I was, yeah, I, thanks for picking that up because otherwise I would have been struggling for another five, ten minutes.
0: So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're going to so we're going to pick up from there. So Cassian and Jenna trying to get the plants from the vault tower, then K2 dies and locks him in the chamber. locks him in that yep. room. Um so Bodie has to get to a communication as to get a message to the fleet because they're trapped in because the shield gate closed. Yep. Gosh, dang it. They keep posting trailers the last Jedi. Stop it. Don't
1: look, Don't look Chris. Don't look. No! Ah!
0: So Bodhi, so yeah, um, Bodhi has to, uh, plug into a terminal on the, uh, cargo ship. There's so, like, so then I wrote down, everybody's dying. Because this is where everybody, this is where the rebels all started, started dropping. Uh, Jen and Cassian shoot the window out in the room, and then they begin to climb. Death Troopers are, I, right, see, this is what I mean, this is what I mean, this is what I'm talking about. So, the Death Troopers are launched in the battle. Um, they make bays and charret retreat. Um... So now they're backed up into this bunker door. They have to get to a master switch to activate the line for Bodhi. Um, so then, this was the best moment in the whole movie. And I will fight to the end for it. So what happens? This. Um, so what happens is. it. So then all the rebels are dying. They're pinned down by the by the death troopers. Um, he then grips. He's Okay, remember, he's blind. He grips his stick. Like, really tightly, and he's just like, I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. And he starts walking out to the panel. He's just like... And then Baze is like, what are you doing? Get back here! And he's in the... And so, and then the Death Death Troopers just... They've been able to hit every rebel up until this point, but they can't (laughs) hit Chirrut. Because he's like, he's like one with the Force at this point, and the Force... And I'd like to think that the force is just not letting any of those shots land. Yeah. At
1: yeah, that point. Totally. Like
0: it is the will of the force that he get to that console. And it was great. Yeah, you know, he's he's with it. He's with the force. And so He get so then he so then he gets there, he pulls the switch. He like bumps into it. That was pretty funny. He bumps into it, and then he pulls the switch, and then Bodie now has an open line to the Rebel Fleet. We get that um,
2: false moment of security, and then yes, yeah, and so then
0: shot. then he gets shot which by the console, which
2: explodes. Yeah, no, no, no. He no. Someone throws. Someone like shoots a like. It's not a laser. They don't just shoot a laser at the console. They shoot like a missile bomb or something. He still so, dies. He still dies by it's explosion. Bigger than a
0: laser. He Still dies by explosion. Um.
2: So okay, I'll give you another explosion death. What you're not gonna count that? I, I, that is an explosion death, yes, for sure. He flips around, yeah. Yes, he gets our floppy, floppy, yeah. So, so
0: yeah. Um, Bayes runs over to him. He said, he tells, he Chira tells him, it's okay. Look for the forest. You, you will always find me. And then he dies by explosion. Four. <laughs> so now, where are we? So I think we can go to okay. Which should we go to? We should probably go to. I mean, since he's Jen. already
1: there, you might as well just do Bays.
0: Okay, Baze. We're already there. So Baze basically see. Okay, so actually, we have to go to Bodhi because then that then that happens. So oh, Bodhi yeah. then manages to contact the Rebel fleet. Tells them to um. Tells them to uh, okay. We got the plans. We just need to transmit them. We need that shield gate down. So then they just recently. Disabled a star destroyer, so like, okay, call up a hammerhead corvette, Radis, who is supposed to be the Winston Churchill of Star Wars, apparently, who did yeah. not feel as important as that. Um, didn't so
1: that no, didn't know
0: that. That was a letdown. I
1: have a feeling that we're gonna either see him again or we're not.
0: No, he's dead.
1: No, no, he's no, no We'll see him again in You revel.
0: no, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. We're not we'll gonna see him past God. Rogue One, okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Jesus the next I thing is the next heart. thing is a new hope. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> All right. So, hang on. Yeah. So so yeah, they they say standby. We're on it. We're gonna we're gonna work on it. And then a grenade is thrown into the ship that Bodhi is transmitting from, and then that ship explodes. Bodhi dies by explosion. Five.
2: <laughs> Do you think this is a bad thing? Yes. Why? Well, I'll get to it.
0: Um, so, Sabina slowly takes out Death Tripper Squad, and then he fails to stop a guy from pulling a pin on a grenade, and the grenade explodes. Six!
2: Okay.
0: Small Hammerhead is moving an entire Star Destroyer. Just moving it over. That's
2: pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That is just really cool. <laughs> it's That's awesome.
0: because it, It's awesome in its absurdity. I think. It's a Star Wars. It's a Star Wars, indeed. I like how the That's neck the star ship gonna in star war. War too. So yeah. So then the hammerhead crashes into the other Star Destroyer. Jin Jin makes it to the top of the of the uh, antenna. Okay, so rewind. We're gonna go to Cassian and Jin. So they shoot out the window after Cass, after K two locks in and dies. They climb up the the vault and they retrieve the Death Star plans. We then got a lot of weird handheld shots of climbing, even though they don't belong. Um... So, let's see. So then, the, so they're still climbing up to the top of this thing to escape. Krennic catches up and starts shooting them. Shooting at them. Uh, Cassian then falls. He survives this fall after bumping into railings and such. It looked very... It looked like... He just started... He just, like, ragdolled around and just hit railings. He should have died from this. Um...
1: I was surprised that he didn't die there.
2: Right. I mean, it I mean, he'd have to, I guess, hit his neck pretty hard, but just... He could have lived...
1: So, I don't think he
2: would have made it back up the tower to fight them later, but...
1: Yeah, not that not that quick, at least. I mean, he would have probably well, come up there after Jin would have already been shot.
2: Yeah. He would have been late. Very late.
1: So, um...
0: So then Jin climbs the rest of the way, and then... Krennic gets into an elevator to catch up. Turns out... She's trying, she tries to transmit the plans, but she can't. As the rear only the antenna goes out to the catwalk and pulls the lever. Uh, after she does that, a TIE fighter um, comes and blows up the catwalk. She does not fall and die. Because we need to keep her alive a little longer. Um, I wrote down Krennic. Whoops. Um, Krennic? Krennic. Um, so... Krennic... Comes out of the smoke as she's trying to get off the catwalk before it falls over. But then she stands on the catwalk while he's got a gun to her anyway. So that doesn't matter. Um, Krennic is... So Krennic says... uh, So then Jen They have a back and forth. Uh, Krennic says, I lose nothing but time. You, on the other hand, die with the rebellion. But he's wasting time by monologuing her. So Then Cassian, who comes back from the dead, uh, shoots him. In the same shoulder, he was shot in. No, it was the other shoulder. It was the other shoulder. Sorry, my bad. Um, so yeah, so that happens. Destroy. So this whole this sequence was edited, was put together so well. I think the score, the editing, and all the shots just blended into this one rich uh, sequence here. Pop filter, work with me. Stop. There we go. Okay, whatever. <laughs> It'll work that way. So the destroyer crashes into the shield gate. Jen manages to transmit the plans to the rebel fleet, wh- who receives it. Um, they are just staring. Then they're in the elevator going down. Uh, Krennic is still lying at the top of this thing, but the Cassian and Jen are in the elevator going down. Uh, they're just staring. At- they're just gazing into each other's eyes. I called it quiet flirting. Um,
2: that, yeah. By that point, yes, they're flirting for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Krennic watches his Death Star laser fire right at him. So he dies of, an, of a Death Star laser. I count it number five. No, wait, was I? Number seven. Sorry. He was number seven. <laughs> but I added a question mark because I wasn't no, wait,
2: really wait, sure wait, about wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. So you're counting people who die of <coughs> Death Star lasers to be explosions? Well, it exploded I mean, because it is- of a Death Star wait, wait. laser. No, way, wait, wait, wait. And what about when Sagrera died? He was more—that was because of the explosion, not not the laser. He was crumbled by rocks,
0: Chris.
2: (laughs) Because of an explosion, he was buried buried like like Superman's mom and Man of Steel. Just because the planet was exploding doesn't mean that she wasn't death by (laughs) bury. I (laughs) will get to that, okay? Demand a six. Let me have this. No, you can't. You're, you're, Let me, you're bending <laughs> rules. You're bending rules on this. So,
0: this start finally nukes the base. Uh, as the rebels are escaping, the Vader arrives, wipes out the fleet. Jin and Cassian are on the beach, both die by the enormous explosion. Give me those two at least.
2: Yeah, that's a big explosion, sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, none of the main characters were directly shot.
1: You can hey, make man, a case it's for K two. The, the
2: explosion it's how you use it.
1: <laughs> if it possible on a planet, I think you used it pretty well. They did not have the balls to freaking <laughs> gun
0: one of them in the head at point blank, like executed. Oh
2: man! God. They used a giant laser.
0: So they're six and seven. But nobody, everybody died of an explosion. All the important people died of an no, explosion they except they were Earth out.
2: Saul did not.
0: That's no. <laughs> that was because. <clears throat> Alright, so the Death Star nukes the base. I, I said that. So they both have an enormous explosion. Vader, we're now at that part. The part that everyone's going to remember of this movie. Yep. Well, it's, Sadly. It's
2: certainly like the best scene in the movie.
0: Vader boards Radis's ship. Rebels are trying to get the plans to the Ten of V4 or 5? Ten of V4. Ten of V4, thank you. So, but they're trapped with the plans. Vader kills them in spectacular fashion. Alex, like, you love this scene. You talk about it.
2: Well, it's pretty awesome. It's just great. I mean, like, I'm not a, a, I'm not a big like, Vader's the coolest guy ever, person. But I am a big fan of action in general, and a good, a good scene like this needs to work. I think it, 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 it speaks to the legend of the kind of person that Darth Vader was has been since the first movies ended, when the extended universe would talk about him the kind of stuff that they would put in your heart before you even met the guy in the first place. This is the kind of stuff that they would talk about. This is Darth Vader to me. Like it doesn't like I'm not saying that the prequels and all his shenanigans about Sand and Padme ruined it for me. Like this, this scene is so cool that I would understand why it would work in the old movies period. But on top of like an action scene, it's really cool. It's like goes up there with other hallway scenes, and I, I just like stuff like this in general when you do it well. And I think this movie does it well for a movie that's about scope and scale, and like there's dog fights in space. It's a close confined, uh, murder rampage, and I loved it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so... the kind of it's the kind of thing that you wanted to see in Attack of the Clones with the with the people he killed after his mom but mm-hmm. you know
0: so i want to ask the question why didn't he just force pull the plans to his hand because he wanted to murder people I, that's what uh, i was he, thinking he was
1: just in complete bloodlust mode and right was enjoying the killing
0: because that's awesome because <laughs> he's like <laughs> he got he carried goes, away right
2: there Right there, Chris, it answers your question right there. We're like, what did he want to do it for? Bloodlust, and you're like, that's awesome. See, you like villains.
0: <laughs> I just like I just like I just like moments like that where he's like, sure, I just want to kill everyone.
2: Fine. Great. See, See? ask yourself why though, and you'll get your answer.
0: So he takes his time and he uh, he fails to get the plans. Rebels have managed to escape by the skin of its teeth. When I first saw this, I'm like, Wow, that was awesome. So, the rebels like and then Tilly takes until not related to Wedge. Captain Antilles takes the plans to um, a CGI Leia, young Leia. She then says, she then says, uh, Antilles asks her, "What well, what what is it they sent us?" And she says, "Hope." Tenofy four goes <laughs> the hyperspace. Movie ends.
1: Oh, with Vader okay. hanging out his uh, hanging off that balcony, looking down in anger.
0: Right. Okay,
1: so. yeah,
0: great time. Ow! <laughs> <Are you okay? laughs> what the heck did you just do?
2: Yes, I I have a charger connected to my phone. I moved my phone and it fell on my foot. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: So that was Rogue One, everybody.
2: Um, it I, took I, us three and a half hours. In terms of yeah. that lift, like I I I think she doesn't look as bad as Tarkin does and because she wasn't also, as, she wasn't
0: on screen as long
2: no I mean people say that but quite honestly I just don't think she looks that bad
1: no yeah. what's kind of heartbreaking though for me is I saw this I uh, think a couple days before she passed away
2: mm. so the third
1: time or the yeah third time I saw it she had just passed so that scene brought tears to my eyes oh yeah but um I mean she doesn't look too terribly bad no uh I honestly even though Tarkin is very noticeable I I still like that he's included a little bit. still argue for that he should have been a holocron or not holocron hologram instead of in the flesh.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I feel like this movie could have been better if they'd focused it more on Jen than anybody else mm-hmm. because like if we just followed Jen throughout her story, and just like how she became a rebel and then what happened with her in Saw and then she go and then she ends and then somehow she ends up in but What if what if like No, no, that wouldn't have worked. Sorry, I'm thinking to myself. Um
2: <laughs> Um well yeah, I, I I I like the idea of the story being better. I like the idea of a dirty dozen World War Two type story yeah but uh, you can't you can't do that and make it about one person so they they made it about Jin and then also about these other people so it took away from everybody's moments
1: but yeah
2: can do something like that like i think i can't wait for the day because i believe it's going to happen like in my heart of hearts that they'll make a seven samurai uh magnificent seven remake but with jedis and you can do that. so amazing that would be super fucking good that would be super good and I, I honestly think you can tell stories like that in here. It, you can tell a World War Two story in a in a Star Wars film. Like they got pretty close, but they mm-hmm. didn't get close enough. They 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 did too much character work and in a plot that didn't need it. So, therefore, it seemed like there wasn't enough to everyone else. Okay, so that was Rogue One. Do you guys think I? Do you guys think that my
0: letter grades are good, or should I go to star ratings? I'm not sure anymore. It doesn't matter.
2: You go with your gut. I uh, people say that grades don't matter, but I like to use, I uh, I like to use letter grades because that just feels more appropriate to me. I can explain that a bit better.
1: Yeah, I like the letter grades personally.
2: B minus. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I kind of, I would say C plus, B minus. Yeah. That second half is is a lot of fun, and the action's really great, mm-hmm. and I, I don't mind the look and the scale and the scope and there's some great imagery in this movie. Yeah. Um movie and very well and then kill him off at the and I'm like, "Ah, okay."
1: Yeah, for pure action, I give it probably a B, but then the characters drag it down to a C. So, B minus C plus, I have to agree with you guys on that one. So yeah.
0: Sounds about right. So that was a uh, yeah, Rogue One. Pretty good. So yeah, I, I know, so when
1: it first came out, though, we gave it a
2: really good grade on yeah, Unreal
0: uh, the Real, on Real, the Real. Yeah, our school podcast. We were like, this is well, really I, good.
2: I can I, see why, uh, and that's the thing about any Marvel film or any Star Wars film or anything that is involved in a universe that has a lot of time and care and fan base to it. it, it that initial push is always going to be really great, and then time is always going to take away from it. Just, it's going to take focus, logic, and it's going to apply it to it in ways that you could when you first saw it. I, 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 Watching this now, there's a lot that I don't like about the first half of it, because I feel like it just was about to tell me something and then didn't. But then the second half comes in and I don't care, and I realize what this was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a, like an action World War II movie that where all the stuff led to this great battle, this excellent yeah. battle yeah. that would have been great. Like I don't think they should have led on what these plans meant and and how to get there and who the father was and all that stuff. Everything should have led to a group of outcasts coming together in a half an hour to 20 minutes to make an hour long battle that caused hope to rise in the rebellion.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. So guys, I'm going to share a problem that I have with you.
1: Uh Oh,
0: so here's my dilemma. There are around three weeks left until last Jedi. And we have four films left. Okay. So, there's probably going to come a point where we're going to have to do, where I'm going to have to do two movies in a week. I'm going to do six and seven, like, in the same week of, or on the same day, maybe. I'll just have to get better at my note-taking.
2: I would say do New Hope and Empire together. Okay. Um... Because I feel like the break between those movies to return is a decent amount of time to just start doing them separately. Because then we'll do another break to get to Force Awakens and then there's another time.
1: Yeah, the only downside of that, though, is Empire is going to have a lot to discuss. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, we could find find a way to do that. They are the two... See, like, we took... (laughs) We took three and a half hours to talk about two movies. It's together. my, it's my
0: note taking. It's my note
2: taking. Uh, yes, <laughs> the note taking didn't help, but but also we're goofballs, and and but on top of that, I I just think aesthetically in terms of how this story moves, Star Wars: Two Empire is is more fluid and quick in time than the other ones yeah. are. Yeah. And, and the thing about Star Wars is, we get to mostly just kind of shoot the shit about. Obi-Wan and Luke until they get on the Death Star and once they get on the Death Star then things really start moving mm. And right. then Empire, there's a lot more meat of character to go into it and the thing is if we start, if we talk to them, at talk about them as two different movies uh, but also one movie at the same time I think it would be great. If you guys especially are talking about it as one whole movie whereas I'm looking at them as two separate movies I think it would work a lot better.
0: Excellent. Yeah we could easily do that. Yeah, we have three Sundays before uh, Last Jedi comes out. Just ponder that for a oh, second.
1: I'm so happy.
0: The 26th, so, so happy. we have the 26th of November, then December 3rd, and then December 10th, and then we're there.
2: I can feel how excited you guys are.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Are still...
1: Chris is freaking out that there's new trailers coming out, and I'm just sitting there going,
2: show me more. No, I can't. Wait I can't. For After
0: that Monday Night no. Football trailer, I'm out.
2: I'm out. Oh, man. I, I haven't seen much. I've been very careful. I mean, I'm going to work at a, I'm going to see it at work a lot. And if there may be a chance I don't get to go to the employee screening that they get to give us, I'm going to try to not screw that up because <laughs> I want to talk about it on here. But also, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to see it a lot. <laughs> I don't really mind avoiding the media.
0: <laughs> all right. So that was the show, everybody. The I'm sorry that. it took three and a half hours. I'm going to get better at my note taking. Um, I mean, can I think you? It
2: was only you, two and a half hours if you take out Justice League. I was going to say, can you edit it so that the Justice League is a separate thing?
0: Maybe. I can try that. I really don't want to, but I can try that.
2: <laughs> if it takes work, time, and effort, I understand that, but maybe that's the best way to do that's it. That's
0: probably the best way to do it. Um, so, yeah. Well, uh, so I guess that's what we're going to do. Uh, episode four and five next week. I might go into Coco a little bit. I'm going to see Coco sometime this week. Mm. I know that comes out this week. So I'll discuss that, too. I didn't
2: that think too. that was already out. No. Well, the, that...
0: the, other
2: thing, the other thing that we can do is when we record next time is we can talk about – we can gather in one day and talk about more than one film, but we can say let's have a conversation about Coco and then stop recording mm. and then hit record again and then record about the next thing and just intro and outro again. Sure.
0: That's fine.
1: Yeah,
2: that'll work.
0: That'll work. I'll Sure. All right, so we're out of here.
2: We can totally do that about Star Wars, for sure.
0: Yeah. All right, so we're out of here. Thank you, Alex and Travis, for putting up with me for three and
2: a half hours. Oh, thanks for letting me have a nosebleed in between. (laughs) Same here. And uh, so we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Say bye, guys. Bye.